Welcome to Flicks, my name's Daniel Swan, this is episode 140 in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B discuss our Oscar predictions, who we think's going to win, who we would like to win, who we think got snubbed and who we think got too many GD nominations. Spoiler alert, it's the Irishman, the Irishman got too many nominations, alright? Has it really been 12 months since the world stood in unanimous praise of Green Book? Has it really been 12 months since John Ottman won the Best Film Editing Award for Bohemian Rhapsody, even though the film had terrible editing, presumably just for the Oscars to be able to say, wow, that must have been rough to edit a film that changed directors halfway through in bad circumstances? Has it really been 12 months since Alfonso Cuaron won the Best Director Oscar for directing a film about his childhood nanny that succeeded in showing that he didn't really know anything about his childhood nanny? The Oscars are a wonderful time. Somehow still the absolute standard of how some people judge films, despite the fact that every year fewer people watch and fewer people care. Two people who still care, though, are me and the Golden Globes to my People's Choice Awards... Tiffany B. Hello. Hello. We have been beavering away at these Oscar-nominated films, watching as many as we can, and have succeeded in seeing the film associated with over 90% of the nominations. Do you have the exact figure to hand, Tiffany? 90.32%. Oh, my God. Pretty impressive. It's more than we've ever done before. Over the course of this rambling, unstructured podcast, we will discuss who we think is going to win and who we would like to win, separate things, for each Oscar category, even the ones that no one cares about. We shall also be running down our snubs, the films and individuals that we think put in a great work this year and deserve recognition for any category where we have a snub, which won't be for all of them. I'm looking at you, best documentary short. We will also have to justify our selection by taking a film that has been nominated out of the nominations. So without further ado, Tiffany B, please let me know who you think will win for best sound mixing. (laughs) We're kicking it off with the big one. Is that where we're really starting? Sure, why not? Okay, let's do it. You know what I think about this category? And I know a lot about it, so you should respect (laughs) my opinion, okay? Um, I think that Ad Astra is going to win. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that? You know, because um, I don't think it's going to win anything else. (laughs) I mean, it's not nominated for anything else. So therefore, it won't win anything So I think it's there as a little nod of like, also this film was good. Good job, guys. Yeah, and so... They'll just, you know, throw them a bone, as it were. Wow. You think this is a sound-mixing Oscar bone? I think that's what it is. So that the film can be, like, Oscar-winning. <laughs> do they do that for these kind of categories? Smaller? I mean, I think they could, but I don't think they probably would. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know a lot about sound-mixing, but I thought it sounded good, that film. Yeah, it did sound good. So that's not 
what I want to win, though, to be clear. Uh, that's what I think will win. It didn't sound as... It didn't yes. sound the best. I think I misled you, and perhaps <laughs> even myself there. <laughs> um, because I'm just getting used to my columns here. <laughs> Teething problems in the system. Teething problems just working them through. <laughs> um, so Ad Astra, I think, will win because of the bone-throwing aforementioned bone-throwing. Uh, what I think really deserves it, when sure. what's, what stood apart for me, sound mixing In terms mixing of how that sound wise, was mixed together. Was 1917. 1917. I thought, what a mix. What a mix. Can I um, shock you? Yeah. For the first one. Yeah. For this first category. Let's hear about it. Mine are reversed. Oh. I think 1917 will win, but I would like Ad Astra to win. Wow. Okay. Okay, 1917, Ad Astra, got it. Do you have any snubs? I do not Did know. Did you have any because... films that you thought, God, this sounded really good. Why wasn't this nominated? <sighs> no. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, let's go to sound editing. Okay. Let's I'm just going to, you know, yeah. I think that Star Wars will win. You think it will win? Okay. I think it will win. But I think the clear winner in this category is Ford versus Ferrari. I agree with that. I agree with that. Ford versus Ferrari, I think, is really... Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. The gold standard when it comes to sound editing this year. I think 1917 is going to win, though. Okay. It's going to be a recurring theme. Okay. So you think 1917 is going to run away with all the sound? It's going to clean up the sound vibes. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, watch. Daring. Uh, let's do the shorts again. Okay. It's, although we have seen them, a, a decent amount of them. We yeah. This Which year. short are you starting with? Let's start with live action. Live action. Okay. Um, uh, what do you think is going to win? I think Saria will win. Okay. I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, but its brief description has, has, has made me think that's a winner. It really moved That's you. a winner, that is. Um, <laughs> but I felt I could only really put ones I had seen sure. for the one I want. Of course. So I went for Nefta Football Club. I went for Nefta Football Club as well. Okay. But I think Brotherhood is going to win. Oh. Which is one that we did see. We did see that. Uh, and was uh, pretty good. Uh, pretty kind of miserable. And yeah. about a real world current topical issue. Which I think Saria is as well. Oh, is it? That's why I picked it. Uh. Um, which is, yes, I think that's a good point because that's why I think that Nefta Football Club won't win. Mm. Because whilst it was loosely based on a, an issue, yeah. which is drug consumption, smuggling, I guess, um, in kind of Yeah, smuggling, because it's like the donkey is smuggling yeah. over the border. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm sure that affects a lot of communities. What a tantalising little glimpse into that film. <laughs> yes, yeah. Drug smuggling donkey, people are like, oh, maybe I'll give it a watch, actually. It's, um, but it's not... Why I picked it and why I mm. like it is because it's uh, it's a bit more light-hearted. Yeah. Um, you know, it has the kind of its root in something that is a social problem, but it, it takes a nice little, a delightful spin on it. Mm. Um, and I thought it was quite original. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was good. Nice yeah. little kind of slice of life. Yeah. The, con- the stakes weren't, like, miles high. No. Which they often are. It's all, That's true. Which makes them all miserable. Yes. Because it's like ten minutes long, and you've got to fit in. This person's yeah. got cancer. This person's got been kidnapped. This person can't have is barren. Yeah. You know whatever it might be, and it just feels like 
quite a Rough. lot in a short span of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think Nefta Football Club. Um, well, I'd like it to win, rather. Uh, what about short documentary? I think that learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl mm-hmm. will win. Um, but I haven't seen it. You haven't, have you? I have not yet seen that one. Um, so I can't pick it for want. So I picked In the Absence. Okay. Which is a South Korean film about a um, ferry that sinks and the weird way it was dealt with. The government responds to it. Yeah. Really, really weird. I mean, the tragic way it was dealt with. It meant that a lot of people died. Um, But anyway, obviously that's pretty heavy. Yes. Um, But it was very informative, Mm -hmm. really informative. I feel like I know a lot about it now yeah um and enough that i have a strong opinion about it mm. um so i thought yeah i thought that was presented really well so nice. of the ones i've seen i think that one should win nice uh i've gone for learning to skateboard for both of them it's yeah. a film that i have seen it was in the social justice film festival last year which is when i first saw it um i think it's really yeah. uh inherently very sad underneath it all but it's kind of presented in quite a light um positive uh yeah. way and yeah, just, so it, it seems very original as well. Yeah. Like, and interesting. Yeah, and just the, the kind of basic visuals of seeing all these little girls in their kind of traditional clothing, but with, like, knee pads on and helmets on and, yeah. you know, skateboarding around and stuff and getting a bit of self-confidence and, you know, having a bit of agency and doing something for themselves. I think that's a big part yeah. of it, of just doing something because they enjoy doing it. Yeah. Um, but then having this awful cloud hanging over it of like you're only going to be able to do it for another couple of years and then you're not going to be able to leave your house yeah it's like oh god that's all yeah so it does have a message it's got a real world thing to it but yeah only it's that kind of fridge logic yeah um so that's the short and then short animated animated i've gone for hair love uh for both categories me too me too why why did you like hair love um, I always love all, I love, I say all, most of the animated shorts, I tend to like them. And why I like them is because in, in this kind of world of difficult subjects, um, these tend to have a nice, sweet kind of, not necessarily wholesome, but like a nice, a warm feeling mm-hmm. to them. And this one had that, yeah. um, a lot. And I, I really liked, I really liked the animation. I really liked, um, the... Uh, the fact that it was a silent movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it presented its message really well and uh, originally, so it wasn't um, easily predictable. Mm. Um, but it was very sweet. Very, it's very about sweet. a family and, like, accepting yourself and and Helping kind of, like, ac- yeah, obviously about hair, but also about, you know, accepting yourself, whatever that might be. Mm. The dad kind of learning to empathize with his little girl and mm. yeah it was lovely i thought it was really good really nicely done nice story nicely animated mm. liked the silence of it mm-hmm. and the music yeah um so yeah nice yeah i agree with all of that um i would not be disappointed to see kitball uh win yeah. either i don't think it will i think this will win i think this should, um yeah. and i think it should but yeah uh, that was also nice. That was also a really nice little short. Yeah. Pixar. Cheating, isn't it? Yeah. They're always good. What's the best visual effects? What I think will win is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but what I think should win is 1917. Okay. Um, I don't. I wouldn't begrudge Star Wars mm-hmm. a win in this category, but I thought uh, 1917 did so well, and yeah. I think why I lean more towards that one is because I can only assume that a lot of what I saw wasn't real. Mm. But I didn't know that. Yeah. Whereas with Star Wars, you like, you know, yeah. this is space, and so mm. it's all a little bit more obviously yeah. fabricated. Um, whereas, yeah, nineteen seventeen, I didn't find myself questioning what I was mm. seeing, and I think that's the sign of a really effective yeah visual effects team. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see some behind. I mean, it'd be very interesting to see some behind the scenes stuff on nineteen seventeen. Full stop. And we might get to that a little bit later. Oh. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I imagine the, the visual effect. Well, the visual effects that were in there must have been really good because we didn't see them. Exactly, that's, that's what big, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think Endgame is going to win, and I want Endgame to win. Do you? Yes. Interest. Well, obviously you do, but you think it will? Yeah, I think it will. I think. And we'll again maybe get into this a little bit later, but I think that Endgame being the culmination of a you know 21 film series deserves something um and i'm kind of surprised that it hasn't been nominated for more in the way of say a lord of the rings return of the like the first lord of the rings i don't think was really nominated for that much second one wasn't really nominated for that much but the third one mm. i think as a as a testament to to the achievement yeah of the whole thing yeah. Was nominated and it won loads and it did, you know, it yeah. did the kind of Titanic thing that year. But I'm, yeah, I'm surprised. Not uh, to see more. Not to see more for hmm. uh, Avengers. Not even necessarily winning, but just as a kind of an acknowledgement from the Academy of this is an incredible achievement. Yeah. Um, to Especially to span over as many films as it has and it's hmm. an unprecedented feat. Okay. Uh, let's go with. Gosh, I don't know. Uh, original song. Um, I think that Rocket Man, uh, the song in Rocket Man, will win. Mm-hmm. The song, in case you're wondering, is what is that um, song? Just one moment there. Tiffany, what's the name of that song? That song, if you really want to know, is Just I'm Gonna me. Love Me Again. I'm Gonna you're Love gonna. Me Again. I'm Gonna. <laughs> gonna. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the one that's gonna win. Okay, gonna win. Um, Do you want it to win though? I don't. I just don't. Um, whilst I have a great deal of love for that film, you as you well know, mm-hmm. and Mr. John himself, mm-hmm. I think that uh, Stand Up from Harriet should win. Okay, um, just because uh, I thought it was more. It stuck with me more. Mm-hmm. The song stood out a lot more yeah. in the film. Uh, I felt like I knew, right, this is the song. Mm. Um, whereas I can't... I feel like if you're going up against Elton John, mm. even if you are Elton John, like, you're it going up lost. against your hits, yeah. it's not going to stand out. It's lost in the weeds at all. So, yeah. So that's how I feel about song. Yeah. Uh, I... Now you said Rocket Man. I think I should have probably put that as, as going to win, but I've put Harriet is going to win, and I want Harriet to win. Okay. Uh, for largely the same reasons, I think it was a nice kind of powerful way to finish the film, and yeah. um, 
I really like the end credits. I mean, that's not what this is about, but the yeah. end credits of having the, those old style photos. Yeah, it was nice. It was really, really yeah. good, really effective, impactful. Kind of uh, contextualized the whole action. Yeah, so it was really nice. Yeah, um, but yeah, nice song. Mm. Um, I mean, it's a bit of a shrug one original song. It's just if you had yeah, a song because as we said, it's like it's unrelated to yeah. the the film. Yeah, it potentially. Yeah, you know, it's a standalone thing. Mm. Um, but maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe it should be more of a, like, enhances the film. But yeah. I don't think that's the way they think no. about it. I think it's just pure... If you wrote a song for a film, yeah. it's probably going to be nominated for the it's Oscar. Up, I mean, that yeah. the bloody Jesus film's got nominated, isn't it? Yeah, Breakthrough, I think. Whatever. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? Uh, let's go best costume design. Costume design. Okay. I believe that Little Women will win. Uh-huh. Um, because I think they'll want to give Little Women a nod. And I, you know, spoiler alert, don't think it will get a lot of nods in other categories. Sure. Um, but I think Joker should win. Interesting. Why do you think Joker should win? Um, I think... I think that he had very... I mean, obviously he's joker mm-hmm. so but he had very like notable kind of iconic mm. clothing so i think they interpreted it very well yeah um in terms of how he progresses into being the joker mm-hmm. that you know and recognize like some of his clothes there's nods towards it his visual with his clothes are, are very have stuck with me mm-hmm. like i can picture him at the beginning when he's kind of down and out and mm-hmm. um i think that it, it supported the progression of the story very well yeah um so yeah. And it had I feel like it had that slightly heightened yeah. feel to That's Gotham. That's true. Which is probably um, why it stuck with me more. A lot of the other characters yeah. as well just kind of just turned a little bit up. Yeah. Not as much as an average comic book film, but like a little five to ten percent yeah. larger than they would normally be. That's and to, to take a character like the Joker that is so readily associated with, you know, the purple suit in yeah. some way shape or form the purple and the green and yeah. whatnot and to give it a completely different color palette yeah but still still to capture make sense. like the essence of yeah. it yeah i think it's very good so yeah i think it is going to win and i want it to win uh, but this is the first one that i have a snub for oh let's hear it uh i think star wars should be nominated for costume design i don't think there has ever been a star wars film that shouldn't be nominated for costume design i think, yeah, I think costume fair. design and production design in general are always absolutely top draw on Star Wars films such like attention to detail every little thing all of I mean this isn't about the ships but like you know just creating these whole worlds and stuff I just think it's so much more impressive than you know like a modern day film well articulated yeah um I no, I agree with you. Yeah, I think there's a lot more creativity. Cool, yeah, like kind of imperial or the first order officers. Some of them now got the cool like little red yeah, helmet. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, all looks a bit jazzy, and Poe looks like his you know auditioning for his you know Indiana Jones reboot, <laughs> and yeah. you know uh, Ray's got. I mean, it was just kind of the, I mean standard I, thing that she had before. Side note: I like that. But she's got this weird hanging down bit. That's no good for going to battle yeah. or fighting. It's like bit... that would be tucked away. Mm. Just you know, yeah. it looks good. Yeah, but you know, it's there for that it's reason. Very impractical, which doesn't yes. seem like a ray kind exactly, of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah. yeah, I think that should be nominated. What should, what would I kick out of the nominations? Oh you yes, ask? I do ask that. Uh, 
this you might hear this again a couple of times uh the irishman get that the fuck out of here it's just like some clothes from the 70s or something yeah name me one thing that any of the characters wore in any of the scenes the only one i can think i mean don't they just all wear suits yeah just wear the suits only one i can great. think of is the the guy that he like has a fight with yeah he wears like flamboyant type of shirts right okay but that's it just it's this is nominated and we were talking about it earlier that it's like the academy gets their little cadre of favorite films they just and they just repeat them ad nauseum if they're honestly saying that the irishman was one of the top five films across the entire year for costume design i just think i can't get on board with that yeah like that there's no other action film fantasy film science fiction film Regardless of the the rest of the the quality of the overall film, yeah, but just sheer costume design, yeah, the Irishman with its old men doddering around in suits <laughs> is better than fucking Star Wars. I think you're talking out of your yeah. fucking ass. Or like um, Dolomite is my name. Dolomite is At my least, name. At least like okay, that's kind of seventies. But it was like really but flamboyant seventies. Like and, yeah. and his costumes are always like. Ridiculous. Yeah, kind of crazy in and interesting. In a real fun way. And, yeah. In a way that would have been a lot harder for a costume designer than like, let's put fucking Robert De Niro in a suit now. Yeah. How great he's in a suit. Yeah. Mental. That's fair. Um, so that's that. Uh, let's go for one that I think is going to be quite an easy one, makeup and hair. Okay. I picked Bombshell. I would like Bombshell to win. I picked Bombshell. I would like Bombshell. Is it just because of Roger Ailes's? Fat man um, face and his fake man boobs. It is, but, uh, well, it's partially, not only because of that, um, largely. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did a good job of kind of making a lot of women, like, really made up, like, and notably so with, like... That um, change with Margot, Margot Robbie, Robbie. Yeah, is where she's like, kind of normal yeah. and pretty. Obviously, yeah. she's very pretty. And then she becomes, like, the kind of golden girl. Yeah. And... It's She's like a different person. She's literally paint like on. painted on, yeah. yeah. Um, which I, I don't know how hard that is, mm. but it was it told the story very yeah. well. So, so it's very effective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting fact about um, the fat suit. Uh, yeah, is they only realised part way through filming. Uh, this is something I learned from John Lithgow on one of the talk shows. They only realised part way through filming that he should have man boobs. Um, and so apparently if you watch the film and pay very close attention some films he will have fake man boobs and other scenes he will not have fake man boobs so little one for you there if you want to re-watch Bombshell Um, yeah fake man boobs well done makeup and hair tick 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 Uh, what else have we got original score let's go score original score Um, so I think that Joker will win yes um but I think Star Wars should win. Yeah, why? Um, I think partially come some of the points that you brought up with regard to like costume, but um, it's kind of otherworldly. So yeah. the score is very important mm. to that, I think, and it's ve- I thought it was very effective in yeah. that way that it kind of helps tell the story. It carries a big part of it mm. of um, you know telling you how to feel about different places and different aspects of, like, danger and... I don't know. Like, 
yeah, otherworldliness, yeah. I think, comes across a lot in the music mm. in Star Wars. So, um, yeah, and I also think it's like, yeah, maybe more creative. There's a little bit more creative juices flowing there. Yeah. And maybe it's because there's, it's otherworldly, so there's more license to mm. kind of, you know, stretch the boundaries. But whatever the reason, I think it's... Um, I think it's more creative, more original, and I think it carries a lot of the a relatively larger weight of ca- of telling the story. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with all of that. I think it's difficult to bet against John Williams. Yeah, I think he's an absolute master of his craft, especially when it comes to these slightly more big, slightly more bombastic yeah. um, scores as you get in your Star Wars films or your Indiana Joneses or your Supermans or whatever. It's all it's all a bit bigger and it's all, like you say, carrying a bit more of the, the shouldering a bit more of the yeah. weight of the storytelling. Um, he's got 52 Oscar nominations. Has he? Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't want him to have another. I mean, he's... I mean, he hasn't got 52 wins. He's got 52 nominations. Um, but he has got... Uh, he's He's got the second most nominated person in Academy Awards history behind Walt Disney. Wow. And I'm confident that some of Walt Disney's were just, like, in name only. Maybe, yeah. Like, as the producer of whatever. But can you be nominated in that fashion? So, like, if there's a film that your producer gets nominated for Best Film or Best Whatever, then that's... Oh, that counts? If, yeah. He's not got, like, a credit, one of these categories. I, I mean, maybe for I some of them for director saying. or whatever, yeah. maybe. But if it, if a film gets best film, that the Oscar doesn't go to the director; it goes to the producers. Oh, there you go. You learn something new every day. Yeah, um, but I think he's great, and I think his. I mean, just uh, and I think there's there's something. I don't know whether it's harder or easier because I don't know anything about music. But I think there's something really interesting and really nice with a film like this, which is obviously the. One of a series, yeah. So the Imperial Marches are already there. Ray's theme is already there. Luke's yeah, theme is already there. True. But he's finding new ways to kind of weave them in. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting. Yeah. Like to have that. Oh, it's, the, it's clearly the Imperial March, but it's played in such a different way that I just think it's really yeah, yeah cool. And that Ray theme, I think, deserves. You love that, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so what did you say? I don't think you... Uh, same as you, I think Joker oh, will win. for both. And Star Wars, I want to win. Uh, let's go production design. Okay, I think that 1917 will win, okay. and I think it should. Uh, why? Um, I just think... It's kind of the same as the visual effects point with this film. I think it, it, it was a feat of... Um, Visualness, um, visuality. Yes, I think it just—it looks so real and so gritty, and you have to imagine that some of it was real. So, like, whilst the visual effects portion is ca- carrying the kind of maybe more of the magnitude of some of the mm-hmm. shots, um, the the closer in kind of aspects of it, and and the fact that they move through so many areas, yeah. like this production design is like crazy in yeah. scale. Um, but I thought it was all, you know, really believable, really kind of tangible. Um, yeah. And, and again, with this film tells so much of the story, like Mm. that scene where they go, 
he finds that lady with the baby. Yeah. That whole little bit, you know, mm. like designing that and oh, designing that whole bit where there's the outdoor with the lights. Yeah. And there's all those kind of crumbly mm. things. Like, I don't know if that's visual effects or production design, but, you know, yeah. I'm looping it in. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, I think this is a very visual film. And so, and also from a production design perspective, I think it's a very ambitious film. Yeah. And I think it did it really well. Nice, nice. I can't disagree with any of that. Okay. Um, but I do. <laughs> uh, production design, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will win. Oh. Because I don't think there's not that much else that I think it is going to win. But so it's, you're giving it a little. I'm giving it a little nod because yeah. Hollywood loves to, you know, celebrate itself. That's true. And this is a film that celebrates Hollywood and says, oh my God, oh, I'm so good, so yeah. good. Aren't we amazing? Uh, but I think Parasite should win. Oh, how come? Um, I think it did such a good job of creating the two very disparate worlds. Yeah. The very rich world. Mm. That house is all, pre- all constructed entirely for the film. Yeah, that's so true. So everything in there is, you know, and you get the, the kind of the very clean and clinical top part and the very kind of down and dirty, like, basement area. Yeah. And then with the family's home, that incredible bit at the beginning when everything's, like, piled on top of each yeah. other. There's that weird toilet that's halfway up yeah. the wall. Yeah. Everything's very cramped and very dirty but very homely. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it, again, in terms of... A department of a film shouldering some of the responsibility for telling the story. Yeah, I think visually you you get a lot. It's an interesting uh, sidebar actually. I follow uh, Christopher McQuarrie mm. on Twitter, who is the writer director of a lot of the, uh, the recent Mission Impossible films and okay. um, Jack Reacher and stuff. He's done a lot of stuff with Tom Cruise recently. Yeah, um, and he but he's a very interesting guy. A very uh, interesting kind of insights into like screenwriting and stuff and, and the kind of realities of it not necessarily just oh we're weaving this story but like oh well we need to do this first in order to get the locations for anyway uh, and he's currently doing this thing called the the silent film series because he travels a lot uh on planes uh and it is watching not your film but watching your neighbor's film or watching the film of the person in front of you yeah. bear in mind that you're watching it but you can't hear it yeah and seeing what a different what a kind of an experience it can provide, how much of the story it can tell you just in the visuals. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you did that with Parasite, you'd kind of get the vibe that they were going for. That's true, yeah. Um, so I think it should win. Fair enough, yeah. I've got a snub. Oh, let's hear it. Ad Astra. What are we in? Production Production design. Because okay. I fucking loved, like, the first... Oh, I the, don't know, like, 20 minutes, half an hour of the film. Real world type of... Yeah, or it's the, the, the premise of the film is it's set in the not-too-distant future and we have, you know, colonised the moon to some extent and we've, you know, travelled to Mars and whatnot and he has to travel to the first to the moon, then he has to travel to the Mars and he... To he, the Mars. To the Mars uh, and then beyond. Um, but he travels to the moon on, like, a commercial... Yeah. ...rocket and stuff and it just has to imagine well what would that look like yeah and i think it did it really well it's yeah. like it kind of looks like an airport but it's obviously a bit further and it's yeah, yeah it just really took me in hmm. and i think they treat it very mundanely which i think yeah. is part of the key of it 
yeah. that it's not saying, oh my God, look at all this stuff. Oh, isn't this amazing? Yeah. They treat it like it's every day. And I think yeah. that helps with it a lot. But I thought the design of it was mm. really, really good. And I thought that deserved to be uh, recognised. Not as good as Parasite for me, but deserves to be nominated. So what would you remove? The Irishman. <laughs> Fucking production. Like, it's just old stuff. It's like, oh, remember what stuff used to look like in the 70s? Yeah, there it is. How that can get the nod over something well, like this. Well, I mean, I guess it's like, they ha- you know, it's that, that thing with anything that's historical or futuristic is you have to... You have to change everything. You have to think about details of, like, the shop would look like this and we wouldn't have this and the cars would be like that. And so there's a lot of attention to detail that goes into um, production design for anything that's not, yeah, current. So I do agree with you. I don't think it's a particular feat. Mm. But... um, To be nominated for an Oscar for it, again, just seems like, well, we really like the Irishman, so let's just nominate it for everything. Well, you know what? It's probably because all of these men were in their prime in the 70s. God damn. Old white men. Just fuck off, will ya? <laughs> okay, what's, ah, what's, what's, what's next? next? What's next? Let's go best international film. Nice, easy one. Best international film. Um, best international film. Sorry. It's because I'm searching my spreadsheet there. Roll it uh, Parasite will win, I believe. And I believe it should. Ditto. Um, of the five that were nominated, mm-hmm. I thought it was the standout. And in fairness, I haven't seen two of them. Yeah. But uh, Pain and Glory, Honeyland, and um, Parasite. Parasite. Seen. Yes, and this was definitely by far the the best one. Yeah. I think it was just so original. And uh, you brought up some points around the the kind of design of it. Um, but for me, the big thing was the original story, mm-hmm. the way it took you along with it. Like, you had lots of different emotions, mm-hmm. you know, kind of hilarious in parts. Yeah. And, like, this kind of great, lovely, LOL, like, funny. dark humour that I really got on board with. Um, but also, you know, really kind of a strong message. Um yeah, but for me, it's the originality. Yeah. Like, wow, I have never seen anything like this before. And it was yeah. really good. And like halfway through, it all kind of changes, and you think, "Yeah, I've got no idea how yes, this film's going." Exactly, end. yeah, that as well. And very rarely, but you're happens. very kind of along for the ride. You're yeah. all in because you're like, "What's going to happen here? Yeah. Like, what's going on?" Yeah, um, yeah. Nice. So great, great film. Yeah, same for me. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Thought it was very funny, very interesting. Yes. Um, well done, Parasite. So I have a snub for this one. Ooh, Spoiler alert! Snub a dub dub. Um, The Farewell. Shit, yeah. I should have put that. Um, That's a shame. Yes, it is. It's an omission on my part. I apologise. You are not forgiven. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think... I I should have looked this up, but I can only assume it was not eligible for some reason. Because to to snub it in this way, Mm. in that category, when... I just thought it was a really, really good film for the year. And I think it's been snubbed all over. But to be in this category, you know, you're like, mm. that really hurts. Like, that's yeah. an ouch. Yeah. That's a, what were you thinking? Like, I just, yeah, my assumption is because it was made by an American Asian or Asian American person, 
that it maybe wasn't eligible for some reason. Um, Because otherwise, it just seems like a glaring omission. Yeah. Uh, But I thought that was a really good film this year, and I'm surprised not to see it anywhere. At all, But I'm super surprised not to see it here. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that was, I think, a big snub. Um, and what would I kick out? I'm going to kick out one I haven't seen. <laughs> screw it. Fuck it. You know what I'm going to kick out? Corpus Christi. You know why? Because we couldn't find it anywhere <laughs> to watch. So. Which seems like a kind of. Like. It should be a thing. Yeah. Like it should be. You should be able as a, a normal person. A consumer. To view these films. Like. Even if you have to seek it out, even if you have to pay exactly. for it online. Or, like, go to a fancy cinema, even. Yeah. But, like, nowhere. Nothing. Yeah. So, The Farewell, I believe, was a big snub in the Schnurbed, category. yeah. If eligible, definitely a snub. Yes. Uh, best documentary? Uh, feature. Feature, please, yes. So, I believe For Summer will win. Why do you um, think that? Because... I have not seen it, but I believe it's about... Uh, it, I've read just some reviews... Uh, not reviews, like... Synopses. Oh, yeah. And um, it seems like it's a very kind of artistic take on a young lady in Syria. Okay. So I think it has a good potential. Sure. And I think it will resonate well with Oscar mm-hmm. voters. Um, but what I think should win is one that I have seen, which is Honeyland. Nice. Um, Why do you think Honeyland should win? Uh, what do you like about it, babe? I think Honeyland is kind of a really odd thing, odd film, very strange, odd subject matter. Mm. But just um, coming away from it, just have such warmth for mm. the lady in it. Yeah. She just was, I don't know, just such a lovely person. Mm. You know, in a way that you don't see a lot yeah. in the world. Mm. And the fact that she's a real person yeah. and she's had a really tough, you know, go mm. of it. Um, but she seems so loving yeah. and happy and, like, resilient. Mm. Um, yeah, I just, I thought she was great. And I just liked watching someone mm. who has that kind of eternal optimism yeah. about the world. You know? Yeah, I thought she was great. So I thought she was a great subject matter. I thought it was interesting, the, the kind of bees spin on it. Mm-hmm. But really, it was just it was just this lady. I thought she was the heart and soul of the film. And, yeah. of course, she's the main character, or not character, she's a real person. Subject. Um, yeah, but I really enjoyed learning more about her and spending time with her. And I also think that, you know, the documentary crew themselves had, you know, they were there for a long time with them. Mm. Um, and they managed to find a story that was, you know, intriguing and representative of a world that I have no insight into. Yeah, which is yeah always good for a documentary. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's it I, for me. I, I, yeah, I would want it to win. I think American Factory is going to win. Okay. I think the kind of the culture clash between America and China will captivate. Yeah. The Academy, um, all the old boys, um, but yeah, I, I would like Honeyland. I think it's. You, you come across these documentaries sometimes where you think, well, this is such a perfect story. Yeah, how do they get for it? For a documentary, yeah. How, it seems contrived yes. in some way. Yeah. That it's this really simple beekeeper looking after a, you know, 
um, an infirm mum. Yeah. And then this crazy loud family come along with all their loud kids and they're all, you know, fucking around and blowing stuff up and messing it all up. Um, And you think that's such a kind of culture clash within this small, you know, community that you think that's crazy, that's... See, yeah, it seems contrived. Yeah. Um, which I think is uh, the mark of a great documentary that That's they've true. been able to take real life and just find a story. Yeah, kind of nudge it in certain directions to tell this very clear story. Yeah. Um, so I think it was great. Yeah. Um, best animated film. Animated film. I think Missing Link will win. Oh. Uh, but I think Klaus should win. Why do you think Klaus should win? Um. Let's talk about Klaus for a while. Let's talk about Klaus. I know you're a big fan. <laughs> um, I do think, and I'm probably stealing words from your mouth now, but um, that it's a very beautiful film. Beautiful. Um, you know, lots of animated films are, but mm-hmm. I think this one was particularly notable as being um, very visually, like, like lots of vistas, mm. lots of... Painterly, yes, almost. exactly, yeah. Um, and I also thought it was a sweet story, Very sweet. Um, and one that I hadn't heard before. No. Kind of new twist mm. on a kind of Christmas story, which yeah. I liked. That kind of grumpy old man learns mm. to kind of love through children, yeah. the joy of children, and it was cute, and it was nice, Very and sweet. it was original, and um, I feel like it's one that will be watched again and again. Yeah. Like, it feels like one that will come out at Christmas and mm. you'll enjoy it and it'll make you feel warm oh, and fuzzy. Yeah. And... Oh, yeah, let's get yeah. Klaus on. Exactly. Oh, let's watch Klaus, shall Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Nice. I would like it to win. It was one of my favourite films of the entire year, can I say. Gosh, you can. Um, what but, do you think will? Uh, and I think it will win. Oh, you do? I do. Wow. Uh, I don't think uh, Missing Link will win. I think Klaus will. Okay. Um, I think it has that originality and I think it has that kind of, uh, yeah, like you say, that kind of classic timeless feel mm. to it. Yeah. That I think will appeal to people. Snub. Oh. Snub time. For animated. Snub time for animated. Let's hear about um, it. And this about is it. as much, I think, of a, a kind of um, a disappointment of one of the films that was in the nominate. Did we see all of them? We did see all of them. Um, animated, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wasn't a big fan of The Missing Link, which was a shame because no? we really liked Kubo and the Two Strings, which is by the same studio. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was kind of lazy, which seems weird to say for an animated film because obviously yeah. they are a great deal more work than a non-animated oh, yeah. film. Yeah. Um, but it just, yeah, f- f- I think maybe it was... Un- I was judging it unfairly. I was trying to... I was judging it against Kubo more than I should have been. Yes. Um... But it just, yeah, it just didn't have that magic that I was hoping for. No. Um, and so I'd replace that with the Lego Movie Part 2, um, which I don't think was as good as the first one, but I remember laughing heartily, really enjoying mm. it, and getting a nice message out at the end. Yeah. And the Lego movies are always just overflowing with imagination. Yes, And I think yeah, maybe that's, that's part, of the, part of the thing that was missing for The Missing Link. That was the missing link in that film. Interesting. A little bit of imagination. So there we go. Wow. Okay. I'm not going to apologise for it. I wouldn't ask you to, sir. Best editing. Gosh, editing. Editing. I just love this category. Uh, 
joking. I kind of know what it is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I kind of understand it. I believe Ford versus Ferrari will win, and I believe it should. Nice. I just thought the editing was really good. (laughs) (laughs) Um... No, the reason I have picked it, I believe it will win because I don't think it's going to win very much else. No. And I think they'll want to give it a nod. And okay. I think this is its category. Nice. Because of the... Um, Racing sections. Yes, exactly. Because you're editing between all these things and by definition, you know, car racing is really fast and mm. furious. And so it's like switching between the driver and then the cars and then the other cars and the other drivers and then the Mm. pit crew and the, you know... Got to try and keep that sense of geography and speed and, yeah. Yeah, and I think it had a hard job, especially when... I mean, this stupid race goes on for 24 hours. (laughs) It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. I didn't know about this before. (laughs) Nonsense. Um, But the film did a really good job, I thought, of, like, keeping it moving. And I think that was largely to... And keeping, like you say, that sense of where are we in this stupid race that's going on for 24 hours. So where are we in this stupid race then? (laughs) Um, Yes, so I think... I think it deserves something, and I think this is it's it's nice. this is the one. Nice. Um, I think it should win as well for um, largely the same reasons. I think it's really um, exhilarating in the yeah. driving things, which is a great achievement considering, like you say, it's going on for twenty four hours. And it's just like a it's just one again loop again and again and again. It's a loop. Again. I mean, it's not quite a loop. I mean, it's a loop. Okay. <laughs> But they even say in the thing, it's not like no, not Daytona exactly, or NASCAR like, where it's yes. just a loop. There are different aspects There's different to it. different portions it, to it, but you're doing the same a, portions over again. Yeah, anyway. It's just a loop. Um, <laughs> but I think 1917 will win. Oh, really? Yeah. And editing. Hmm. Yeah, I just think, you know, battle scenes and all of the... Uh, and because yeah. the editing is like, we're trying to hide the cuts and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's it's true. kind of that's gimmicky, fair. so I yeah. think it's going to win. Okay. Got a snub, though. Oh, an editing snub. An editing snub. I wouldn't know where to begin with that, so I'm very interested. <laughs> it's yes. just a film that I think has got really good editing. Let's hear it. Knives Out. Oh. I think for such a kind of dense script yeah. and such a dense plot and there's so many kind of flashbacks and here's what actually happens and yeah. this, oh, I think this happened, blah, 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 all of these different things going on. I think the editing did a really good job to make it all Come very together. logical. Yeah. You you never knew what was going to happen next, mm. but you always knew what had just happened. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so, and the, yeah, so many like little close-ups and little, I don't know, I just thought it was really impressive. Yeah. Uh, and I would get rid of The Irishman because... Um, You're a, trying to get rid of it entirely. <laughs> I just think a film that's three and a half hours long needed far more editing. That's a fair point, yeah. So how it's, you know, oh, yeah, well done. No. Edit more. Just edit more, yeah. Do more of that. Yeah. All you need to do is edit out, mm, like, another hour and a half, maybe. I think that's a little unfair. That's yeah. probably the director's decision, though. How they edit it is up to them. How much they edit it, yeah, no, is absolutely. probably up to I the just, director. I just it just was not, you know, yeah. remarkable or yeah. n- not as impressive as Nights Out for me. Oh yeah, fair or enough. the others, yeah. 
Uh, gosh, what have we got left? We're getting into the heavy hitters now, aren't we? We are. Uh, so let's go for best cinematography. And then that just leaves us with a big eight. Cinematography. Cinematog. Um, Pretty I'm going to go with 1917 yep. for both. Yep. Agreed. Roger Deakins, you've done it again, you son of you a bitch. You old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, genuinely an incredible achievement. Yes, yes. Um, to have got all of this, you know, to keep that camera moving yeah. in the way that it did. Yeah. And you see some of the behind-the-scenes things of, like, yeah. incredible. Like, it's on a crane, and then two guys, like, take it off the crane yeah. seamlessly. And yeah, like... Astonishing how many yeah. takes it must have taken of some of those bits. Yeah, really... Almost like in that kind of way that I hate when people say it, but it's almost like another character in the film because yeah. it's almost like you're there. You're with them. You're walking along with them and yeah. the cinematography makes that yeah. feeling possible. Mm. Um, yeah, and that just it seems mental. Astonishing. Yeah. It's always moving. That must be so hard. Yeah. Like, is there any... There must be only a, a relatively small percentage of shots where they're not moving like yeah. on the move constantly mm. um so i think making that not jarring as well mm. for the viewer i think is really impressive Keep this kind of omniscient observer yeah. Yeah. feel with the camera just seeing yeah it'd be very interesting to see how many different like camera i don't know what you'd even call it but camera like setups or yeah, yeah like oh here it is on a pole yeah. here it is on a steady cam here it is on yeah. a jib here and you have to think whatever. that's not um, something they would usually have no. to do. So probably a lot of inventiveness. Yeah. It's creating a huge amount of problems yeah. to solve. Yeah. But it must have been really fun for the you know yeah, for people Roger that Deakins love and that. his team to, to yeah. solve. But yeah, very difficult. Yeah. I've got a very controversial snub if you're oh, if you've got time for it. I've always got Incredibly time for it. Incredibly controversial. You might slap me in my beautiful okay. face. I've got my hand ready. Let's hear it. Best cinematography nomination should have been a film that we hated. Oh, The, the Beach Bum. Oh, no, The Lighthouse wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> the Beach Bum? The Beach what? Bum. What? I thought that film was an hour and a half of absolute bollocks, <laughs> but it looked gorgeous. Did now, it? I understand that that's possibly, you Just know, like... my biases coming in because I love real kind of neon soaked really strong colors and all of that kind of stuff um but yeah just all the way through i thought it looked really really good uh it looked incredible and different and interesting it's just a shame that it was nonsense absolute tosh absolute bunkum um but i thought it looked gorgeous that's a really weird snub right I was looking yeah. through the lists of films that we saw and thought, what looked really good? I thought, fucking Beach Bum looked really good. Mm, I can't say I agree with you there. Uh, not Oscar nominating, no. nomination type. Actually, just not at all, really. I just don't <laughs> agree with you in any way. Cool, sure, sure. It's the wonder of opinion. <laughs> and, of course, I would get rid of The Irishman. Oh, God. I, I'm going to stop asking you now, because... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. It's only the case for another four. Stop it. Is it really? Oh, my God. It's just unremarkable. Anyway, uh, where should we go now? Where should we go now? Uh, Best adapted screenplay. Okay. Adapted screenplay. Okay. I think Joker will win. Okay. 
I think um, Jojo Rabbit should win. Okay. Um, I think... I didn't know it was adapted, Jojo Rabbit, until I saw that it was nominated for that category. Um, But I think it's... I just think it's such a lovely film. And um, I think the... The screenplay is really clever, the way it kind of takes you through, and it has this really silly beginning, mm-hmm. and it kind of starts to warm up into in terms of its seriousness. Yeah. And then it warms kind of back down, and it's, it does such a good job of balancing, like, you know, the, the silly mm-hmm. with the serious. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of other factors involved with that in terms of direction and acting and stuff. Mm. But... Um, I think that you know the heart or the the meat of it is in the the screenplay yeah. and the way that it's structured. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I think. But you think what's going to win? I think Joker will win. Joker will win. I don't. Is that best adapted? Oh, I guess it must be because it's from yeah DC. So yeah, because I think people will see that as like oh, it you know took this kind of comic book material mm. and made it into this really gritty, real yeah. kind of thing. So I Fair think enough. people will think it will, you know, will rate it on that front. Sure. But I don't. No. Um, because I think it, I think it's actually rather easy to make everything grim and awful. Mm-hmm. But I think like Jojo Rabbit, it's much more difficult. Yeah. To find levity and find humour and and, you know, be silly and balance that with with a serious find message that you're colours. not undercutting yes Mm. exactly yeah not just have the same thing exactly uh yeah i think it will win i think there's uh jj yeah i think there's often a uh like a kind of a bit of a offbeat winner in the screenplay categories um that they'll kind of throw a bone to something in a kind of little miss sunshiny kind of way yeah it's this weird film, but yeah, sure, I have an Oscar. Yeah. Um, and I think this is the one for, for, for this year, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'd be annoyed. So you you think it will, and you want it to? Yes. Okay. I Yeah, I agree with you with um, Joker. I, th- I mean, I don't know. For me, it's not a Joker film. No. It's a film about a guy going... It's a Silly film about a different mad. character. Yeah. Um, if you... And I think it is possible to have written a Joker film. But I don't think they did. I think they just came up with this weird character and then thought, wait, if we put him in clown makeup, mm. then we can c- call DC up and say, hey, we can make a Joker film and then, you mm. know, it will make a billion dollars. Whereas if it wasn't the Joker and if they shoot, got rid of those shoehorned in, you know, Batman references and his Batman and his Thomas Wayne and stuff, mm. it would have made a so lot less. You... So, I'd, yeah, I'd, I don't think it was adapted very well. Interesting. So you don't think it resembles the Joker character enough? No. Oh, okay. No. Interesting. Um, I have a snub in this category. Snub it up. Uh, my snub is Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell. Um, I think it's a difficult kind of subject matter, real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's it based on? It's based on is it a book. A or book, a... yeah. Okay. Um. But it does a really good job, I think, of like telling the story, mm-hmm. um, and and boiling it down to the really salient parts. Yeah. Because when I found out that it was adapted, I was like, "That's actually really good," mm. because presumably the source material is huge, relatively. Yeah. And yes, it was quite a long film. Well, 
just over two hours. Yeah, it didn't um, feel super long to me. But, yeah, but that was going to be my point, is I don't think it felt very long. No. I thought it, it moved you through the story very well. It did a really good job of establishing the character. Yeah. Or, the, you know, the person. Um, at the beginning, like, who is this man? What is he like? Mm-hmm. I feel like you grasp that really quickly and really effectively. Um, and, you know, it takes you through what happens to him. And I just think it's very, very clever. And it's not a, a script that is necessarily surprising mm. in the sense that you see very early on that he's going to be yeah. pegged with this crime. Mm. Or you know that even before you walk in. Yeah. Um, and yet it still kind of pulls you along with it. And mm-hmm. it's not only because you want to see him, you know, redeemed, because you do, mm-hmm. but it's also going on the journey with him and going through it, you're kind of getting to know the characters more. And yeah. I think it does a really good job of telling the story very effectively mm. um, without being boring, because these things can be. Real yeah. life is so boring. Yeah. Um, and so you could have got bogged down in kind of, you know, the legal aspects of mm. things and, and stuff like that, which it didn't do. I think it lent a lot more on the people yeah. that um, served it well. Mm. And I would, just to be a supporter of yours, I would remove the Irishman. Wow. Because I think this was actually... I'm, I, no, I don't hate the film as much as you do because nobody does, <laughs> but I think this was a terrible adaptation. Yeah. Because I don't think it adapted shit. <laughs> I think it just, like, did everything. I just think it was just, here's a story. This is, this is, well, this is what happens in the book. This is everything that and happened so the, in this adapt- man's the, life. The, the, screen, the screenwriter just kind of took the book and was like, okay, so then he says this and yeah. typed it out. That's what he did. He just typed. That's it. what he did then. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't buy that as a good adaptation at all. Yeah. I think my biggest criticism of that film is the screenplay. Yeah. Is the fact that it's just long. It doesn't have a good ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. The structure feels just linear, mm-hmm. um, and it, it it didn't it didn't hook me. I didn't know who I was following, who I cared about. Mm. Um, you know, we don't want to rant about the film, but my biggest criticism of it was the screenplay. So yeah. for it to be nominated here, I think, is kind of insulting to yeah. other films. And then, to be honest, there's probably a whole bunch of other ones that deserve yeah. it over this, uh, over The Irishman. Mm. But, Jesus no. Jesus Christ. No, thank you. Yeah. I think it's a very good selection of Richard Jewell in this because Richard Jewell did the things that the Irishman didn't. Exactly, yeah. In terms of streamlining like, the story. This is a real life thing. Yeah. This is somebody's book. What do we do with that? Let's mm. let's pick out the parts that tell the key points of the story. Yeah. And focus on them and focus on the people. Mm. Make you care. Yeah. The Irishman is just like these are all the things that happened. Yeah. And especially yeah. as Richard Jewell's story, it you know, in the the very kind of and it happened, so it's not a spoiler to say that he gets accused, he finds this thing, he gets accused of this thing, the investigation goes on for a while, and then the investigation stops. Yeah. It's like, that's not dynamic. It's not, no. But by structuring it in the right way, it carries yeah. you along. So, yeah. It's, yeah, I think that's a very good uh, very good choice there. Thank you. Uh, my snub yes. is the the first of a... A series of snubs. A series of snubs that are all for the same Shall I film. guess which one you're going to bump off? Sure. 
I'm going to say you're going to bump off the Irishman. That's a very astute observation. So who who are you throwing in? Who am I bumping in? I'm bumping in Marcus and McFeely, the sure. hotshot duo who wrote Avengers Endgame. Oh, yes. Here we go. Uh, Get on your soapbox. I... <laughs> Get it out. There we go. I am clambering up it as we speak. <laughs> I think that the achievement... The task that they tackled is astonishing. The the size of the story they had to tell, the the kind of um, cliffhanger that they gave themselves, mm. and from when you hear you know hear them talking about it and read interviews with them and stuff, it wasn't like they ended Infinity War in the way that they did because they knew, right, and then that will lead us into... It was very much like, right, this is the best... We know that this is the best way to finish Infinity War. Now let's start Endgame. What the fuck are we going to do now? Mm. And so for them to have to take that and to craft this film that is so uh, fan-service-y but not at the expense of the story that it kind of explores these things that you don't often see explored in a, you know, in yeah. a superhero film or in a ginormous budget film in the way that this, in terms of the way that it deals with grief and the way that it kind of sits in that. It's not like, oh, and then we moved on and everything's fine and yeah, everything. Like, it, the first hour of the film is everyone just pretty miserable because they lost. Yeah. Uh, you don't really see that in superhero films. And then for them to, yeah, corral all of these characters together... All, pretty much all of the characters feel kind of genuine from when we've seen them before. I think just getting their voices is is a difficult task in and of itself. Um, and for them to have succeeded, not just for the kind of the fanboys out there, the the, the me's out mm. there, but it's you know really well regarded critically as well. Yeah. And you, from reading a lot of the reviews you get the sense that it's almost a grudging respect. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't because it's the biggest toy yeah. advert that has ever happened. It's it's, you know, a kid with 200 million dollars <laughs> just playing with all of his action figures at once. Yeah. And it shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah. And I think that's an incredible achievement and the kind of achievement that a lot of other, you know, adapted screenplays haven't had to overcome. Yeah. So the task ahead of them and the fact that they managed to achieve it or, or tackle it so well, yeah, uh, I think deserves recognition. Yeah. And so you would put that in adapted? Yes. In the same way that Joker is? I is, think so, yeah. Because it's not a technical... It's not an existing story, but it's no. taking existing characters. Yeah, it's taking inspiration yeah. from various stories yeah. and, yeah, working with pre-existing characters. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I I can see that. Nice. I can see that. Yeah. I may be giving a, a similar speech uh, in a couple of moments. I have no um, doubt. Let's go for uh, best original screenplay. Okay, I believe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will win. Okay. Because I don't know where else it's going to win, um, and I think they'll want to give it a nice little nod. So that's what I think will win. Um, what I think should win. Is Knives Out. Um, I think that's, again, there's certain films that excel in certain categories, and I think that film really excels in that category. It's, it's, you know, it's it's not original in the sense that 
it's a murder mystery mm. and you've seen you've read or seen a million of those um but it does it so well and it's so well structured and it's um you know so funny mm-hmm. and it's 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 juggling all these characters yeah. really effectively um and yeah i just think i think the screenplay the fact that you're constantly surprised but you're not lost mm-hmm. is is quite a feat and like i say all these characters all kind of thrown into the mix together mm-hmm. uh the way that it moves through the story um manages flashbacks things like that i think um was really effective so i think it uh, to me that was a standout in this yeah, category i agree i think it's um yeah i think it definitely should um win i think it um i don't know the right way of saying it but it's like it's a, it's a deconstruction of the mystery genre yeah. without being a parody of it yeah it's clearly very it's like an original loving on, yeah, twist on it absolutely it's just yeah. a more modern version of it and the first i don't know 20 minutes half an hour it gives you just like an archetypal yeah. murder mystery yeah. and then it just turns it all on its head yeah. and you're just left guessing for the rest of the film yeah. and I think that's a really clever thing so yeah I agree that uh, Knives Out should get it I think Parasite will get it though okay um, I think I'd be happy with that in as well. part with but I think the Academy might feel like almost like this is the the kind of I hate to say it but like diversity um, nod mm. Uh, their accusations of, you know, uh, from Bong Joon-ho himself mm. describing it as a very local festival. Yeah. Um, that it doesn't really represent the world. Yeah. Um, and I think this might be their way of saying, no, look, you know, we're cool. We're, you know, whoa, best screenplay. It's not even in fucking English. How cool are we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. But it very well could be. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think that's a pretty, yeah. pretty good shout as well. Yeah, I don't know. Either um, one, though. I have a snub here. Do you? I have a snub. Would you like to go? Uh, my snub is The Farewell. Ah. Yeah. So you did remember it. I did remember it, just not in an international film. Okay. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really nice and really simple and really sweet mm. and really, but really interesting and challenging at the same time. Yeah. It does kind of the same thing as American Factory mm. in this kind of crazy culture clash, but does it a lot more a quietly. A lot more heart. <laughs> a lot more heart, yeah. Um, it's a really, really interesting story Yeah, that doesn't have an easy resolution, um, but it does have a pleasing resolution. Yeah. And I think that's very difficult. I just, yeah, I just thought it was really, really good. Mm. Um, I thought, mm. the yeah, the, the screenplay was in the same way that Knives Out is... You know, its strongest. Yeah. Its sword is its yeah. um, screenplay. I think and, uh, the farewell is as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I would bump nineteen seventeen. Mm. So I actually thought the screenplay was a bit disappointing. Yes, um, I remember you saying. In terms of like some of the dialogue and some, it just seemed a bit kind of on the nose, and yeah. them walking into a building and saying, "Oh my God, look at that!" And you think well, you wouldn't? I don't know. Just like really. Just quite often in the opening yeah. half an hour or whatever, when you're setting everything up, yeah. which is difficult because you have to be there was no setup before yeah. the story started. It just dumps you straight in there. Yeah, but I just thought it was a bit clunky. Mm. I thought there was it could have been better with that. Um, so I was quite surprised, to be honest, that it was nominated. 
Yeah. It was quite an easy one to like, nope, get out. Mm. Interesting. Who's your um, snub? I have a snub and it is Dolomite is my name. Dolomite is my name. Um, and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. Yes, that's the <laughs> film. Um, it was unoriginal in its structure. Like, yes. it's, a, it's a typical kind of film, mm-hmm. kind of group of disparate people come together. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not, you know, they're kind of struggling. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, unsuccessful in life thus far. Yeah. They've kind of come together for a last-ditch type of effort yeah. to make a success of themselves, thrown everything at it, and, um, you know, ultimately it works out for them. Yeah. They have some success and they bond in the meantime. Mm-hmm. You've heard that story before. Yeah. But I think it was told really well and yeah. through a different, you know, a whole different set of characters that you yeah. haven't seen in those type of films in the past. Yeah, and I thought it was so funny. Yeah. I thought it did such a good job of taking, like, what, you know, those films are real-life films, which mm. are kind of funny because yeah. they're so over the top. Yeah. Um, and and bringing a kind of structure to... What what happened there? What was the story yeah. of the, the of these people of this man? How mm. did he get there? What what led to this kind of mad, yeah. over the top story, over the top films? Um, yeah, I think it takes you along on its ride, and you 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 know you feel it. You feel mm. happy, and I think a lot of times those kind of things when you really feel like yeah, I'm with these characters and I want them to win. Yeah, I think it's the the screenplay that does that because yeah. it, it takes you on the journey, and so. Even if you know it's coming, you still take joy in it. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it was a great film for that. And mm. I know that Oscars don't love films that make you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> but I do. And yeah. so I would have liked to see it there. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, thought it was something I hadn't seen before. Didn't really know what to expect, but I thought it did a really good job. Um, and I would remove uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wow. I don't know that the screenplay worked very hard here. No. I think a lot of other people worked very hard in this film. The actors. Yeah. um, You know, even the cinematographers. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It felt like a very kind of, you know, communal effort. There's a Mm. lot going on there. But I don't know what happened. Yeah. You know, when you think back. And also I got tired of it. Yeah. And I think that a bad screenplay makes you tired. Mm-hmm. Um, because like we were talking about with the others, if it, with the Irishman, it's like, just get on with it. Make yeah. me interested. Cut this down to what's salient, what will, you know, keep me on track yeah. and keep me interested. Um, and I don't think that did that very well. No. I think it just bled on and on mm. and it could have been way shorter. Yeah. And I think it was an indulgent, flabby screenplay, um, <laughs> in my opinion. And Dolomite is my name was not that. It was no. tight, and it was Lean. it told the story effectively. It got you on board. It came in, did what it needed to do, and it stopped. Yeah. Whereas Once Upon a Time in Hollywood started, mm-hmm. did things it didn't need to do, carried on with the story, did some more things it didn't need to do. Showed Bad Pitt driving in exactly. its entirety from yeah. one part of LA to the other. Exactly, and then stopped. And you were like, wait, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Much as I loved the last scene and the madness of it, I like, mean, that's, what's yeah. the 
story here. Yeah, you feel like he had to put in that crazy yeah. last 20 minutes to yeah. reward people yeah. for sitting through the rest of it. Anyway, I've gone on for too long. But yes, so Dolomite is my name would be my snub and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would nice. be at. Yeah, yeah, I think... Um, no, actually, I'll, I, might, I might talk about Dolomite a little bit later. Ooh, spoiler. Please, please do. Uh, let's go Best Director. Oh, director. Um, okay, I believe 1917 will win mm-hmm. because it's won all of the other ones. <laughs> um, I think I what I want to win is Parasite. Interesting. Because I think that was, you know, we've talked about it in its kind of originality. Um, we've talked about why we like it, but I feel like this was a really... Um, I feel like the success in the way that it told the story was in large part uh, the way it was directed. Mm. The way that the kind of world's colliding thing yeah. was was set up and and presented to you for for a, for your opinion. Yeah. And I feel like it was a director that had a lot of respect for its audience. Mm. Was very much like I'm just going to show you these things. Yeah. And you're going to have to kind of get there on your own. Mm. And uh, a respect felt. It. Very in control of the film, but not in control of the audience. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, it was an auteured film. Yes, exactly. Everything happened because he specifically crafted exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. One. You felt his his mark on, mm. on it all. You felt this was really like almost like a passion project. Like, this is how I want it to be. Yeah. Um, and I think the points that you raised earlier with regard to like production design and stuff, mm-hmm. I think you have to believe that's all coming out of the director's head yeah. to some extent. Um, and then the production design team will bring it to life. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would like to see that win, but I would put money on 1917 win. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, Sam Mendes will win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like him to win. Yeah. I think, uh, screenplay aside, as I've just, Crashed it. Um, yes, and it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but I just didn't think it was worthy of an Oscar nomination. That aside, I think yeah. every other aspect of the film really worked towards creating a very full cinematic experience. Yeah. And I think the... I just think it must have been a very difficult thing to marshal all of yeah. these different elements yeah. into a cohesive whole. Yes. Um, and I think he did it. Very, very well. I think it's a, yeah, a, a spectacular film. Yeah. Um, especially, yeah, I said in my written review of it that it's it's a very rare film that just gets better as it goes along. Yeah. So often a film will either start really well or it will get really good in the, you know, in the, the second act and then it will just kind of yeah. fizzle out when it realises it needs to conclude its story. But this just, I felt like it just got better and better as it yeah. went along. Yeah. Um, just that whole that whole bit with the flares. You love And that, this is you? partly, you know, going back to the cinematographer, but um, just for that, get, yeah, someone deserves beautiful. an Oscar for that scene. <laughs> I don't know who needs to get it or what they need to get it for, yeah. but it was one of the most incredible things I think I've ever seen in a, wow. in a film. I just think it was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And so tense. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's just all shadows. Yeah. And because he's in enemy territory... It's scary. You think any one of these shadows could move and just reveal somebody that... Yeah. It's just so tense. Yeah. But at the same time, gorgeous. Yeah. It just... Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah. My snub, and I'm not going to talk about it too much because it's... Um, uh, 
largely for the similar reasons director. as director directors. Oh. Joe and Anthony Russo um, for Avengers Endgame. What did they direct? Again, I, it's kind of boring, um, but I was going through the list of films that we saw and I thought, what did I think was directed the best? Mm. And, yeah, largely for the same reasons as the screenwriters. I just think the fucking scope yeah. of that task yeah. of just all of that different... Just everything that's going on there mm. and all the kind of the highs and the lows and the... And and for me personally, mm. and we've I said it in the in our in our flicks, and everybody's seen this film, so it's almost like you can't spoil it anymore. But in as vague terms as possible, the portal scene at mm. the end, yeah, to craft that moment, yeah, that just felt so incredible, almost verging on orgasmic. For some. For some. <laughs> I mean, I I was... It felt like I was having some kind of seizure watching <laughs> yeah. that. Just tears streaming out of my eyes, hyperventilating almost, because everyone came back and it was... Yeah, even just in that same kind of 1917 <laughs> moment, to craft that moment that made me feel the things that it made me feel. Yes. That deserves an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> That deserves an Oscar. Okay. Um, and and the, what would you get rid of? I'd get rid of Martin Scorsese. Now, the reason I'm getting rid of Marty. Martin Scorsese... Poor Marty. There's lots he's of... He's been through the ringer. He's been through the ringer. Partly it's the kind of the, the poetic justice of Marvel triumphing over oh, Martin yes, Scorsese. Oh, yes, of course, yeah. But I think the reason that he doesn't deserve to be nominated for Best Director is his simple decision, and we railed against it for a long time in our Flicks of the Irishman is the decision to not use any kind of body doubling for yes. the main actors when they were trying to be when they were pretending to be young men but they were clearly walking like old boys. Yeah. Absurd a terrible decision. Yeah. A terrible decision yeah. because they they look like old men and yeah. they walk like old men and they move and like old men. That. You can't hide that. Yeah. And that's his decision. Yes. That's the director's decision. Yeah, because it's completely possible. Absolutely possible. Yeah. Very, very possible. Um, but he chose not to, and so for that shame reason... Shame on him. Shame on him. Shame! <laughs> um, okay, I have a couple of snubs. couple of snubblers. In this category of director. Um, I feel it's my duty to stand up for the ladies, and so I Excuse me. A lady is speaking. Here come the girls. Those ladies are Greta Gerwig and Lulu Wang. Lulu Wang. Um, For Little Women and The Farewell, respectively. Yes. I I really liked Little Women. And um, I don't think it's going to get a lot of love. Um, And for context, I did not like the book. You don't know the book, do you? Uh, No. But I did really enjoy this film. You're a and Louisa think, May Alcott denier. <laughs> and I think, um, yeah, I think it was largely the way that it was directed, the way that she chose to tell the story and how she chose to kind of highlight the relationships between the, you know, because their relationships can be a little, like, too much. Yeah. Like, this is wholesome. We just fucking love yeah. each other so much. For me, like, maybe it's the Britishness yeah. of my... Yeah, but whatever. Um, I think she does a really good job of bringing that story to life and, mm. and, and it feels like her stamp on it. 
It yeah. didn't feel straight adaption. No. Like, this is, you know, a period drama and I'm just mm. going to tell it. Like, it felt like it was her version. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's really hard to do. So I, I think she deserves a lot of credit for that. And maybe for um, adapted screenplay as well. Yes, that's true. As I'm saying this, I mm. realise that should be the case. <laughs> um, and uh, Lulu Wang, The Farewell. Um, again, maybe it's a kind of screenplay uh, type of thing, but I thought it was such a lovely story. And I thought the way that she chose to, yeah, bring in these kind of culture clash elements mm-hmm. and the way I think she made a lot of really good decisions about... Um, like how you find out who those people are. Yeah. You know, I loved all the scenes at like the dinner table and you're almost yeah. like spinning round and you're at, you know, just a normal conversation. Mm. I loved that. Yeah. Like just, let's just get a sense of how this family interact with each other. Mm. And it just, it works so well. And I think, you know, I've been in situations in like that. You go to somebody else's house for dinner and you do get a real sense of like, yeah. how they interact with each other, what they like to talk about, what they find funny, mm. what their little niggles are Buttons. with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, and some of that kind of stuff, I loved it. I thought it was really smart storytelling. Um, and, yeah, I would have loved to see The Farewell more, but I think I think she she had her stamp on this and I thought she deserved that. And I remember being um, uh, thinking that it was shot really nicely as well. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the shots there was quite good. there was a kind of an observational quality yes, about it. Exactly. Just kind of pop it down, set up a nice shot and then just let these yeah, characters go on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that kind of stuff I thought was mm. a really good directorial decision. Yeah. Um that helped kind of, yeah, bring you into the thick of the family and make you feel you're a part of it and you were seeing the true people. Anyway. And a brilliant ending. Yes. Definitely. Mm. Yes. And and yeah, makes you feel all the things. Yeah. Um, who I would remove would be Martin Scorsese, mainly because... Here we go. I think he's done this film before better. Yeah. This type of film. Mm. And I think it's, frankly, a little lazy... Yeah. ...to kind of lean back on your old Goodfellas type mm. of days and do it worse. <laughs> You know, like, if you're going to go there again, yeah. what what new thing are you bringing here? Yeah. What's the new angle? What's the, you know? Um, so, yeah, for me, I think, yeah, you bring up a good point about the body doubles, but just a number of bad, in my opinion, bad directorial decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was just a love letter to himself and... Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. You know, like, yeah, it was kind of like a in memoriam of his (laughs) uh, those type of films that he made. And so I just think it's a little disappointing from, Mm. you know, such a well-regarded director. So I'm maybe being a little harsh on him, but I did not think it was a good film. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I would also remove if I, you know, because I've picked two... Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, same reasons, a bit indulgent or very indulgent um, as a director. Tarantino. Yes, and I don't know, I, a little disrespectful to the audience. Disrespectful. Because I just felt like he was to, doing what the hell he wants to do. Yeah. And he wasn't. He didn't care about furthering the story, and he didn't care about what the audience might want or need in yeah. this situation. I feel like it was. 
his story, his way, and like it or lump it. Yeah. And I would lump it. <laughs> so It was thoroughly lumped. That's, uh, yeah. Get those two old boys out and get these two young ladies in. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't disagree with that. I think they yeah, both deserved it more than uh, Quint and Marty. Uh, Where are we going now? It's time for the actors. Let's hear it. Best Supporting Actor. I believe Bradley Pitt will win. Bradley Pitt. Um, but I would like Tomothy Hanks to win. <laughs> Tomothy Hanks. What did... Timothy Hanks do that so uh, impressed you. Well, he's you know we all love him obviously, mm-hmm. um, but I thought he cat. I, I obviously I don't know very much about who Mister Rogers is, no. but I felt that As I did English after people. this film. Yeah, you know I got a very good sense. Who is and he? And he's he's this thoroughly wholesome, mm-hmm. just wonderfully nice person mm. who has no other levels. Just is a nice person. I feel like you get a lot of intelligence from him as yeah. well, though. Yeah, like, I do. Because I feel like wisdom. Yeah, I, think, I feel like the main guy is maybe. kind of treating him as a bit of a fool, yeah. as a bit of a kind of nice simpleton. Yeah, and I think they do a good job of showing no, he knows idiot. what you're doing. Yeah, and he's he knows how to kind of talk to you in order to kind yeah. of get what he wants from it. And yeah. there's that really nice bit where early on. He's saying, you know, if you're feeling angry, a way that you might express yourself is just playing all the bottom yeah. notes. And then later on, when he's just in the studio on his own he playing the it. piano, and he does it, and you're like, "There's stuff going on behind yeah. this." Yeah, yeah, that's true. But he's just trying to, you know, he's dealing with it in his way. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I think Tom Hanks brought that character mm. element, um, but just the small things of like how kind of slow he spoke mm. and how like he measured he was and yeah just I thought he did a really good job of bringing him to life and whether it would or not it was an effective or accurate you know depiction yeah. of him Mr. Rogers I mm-hmm. don't know but I do know that I believe the character um and that it told helped tell the story very yeah. well and so I think you know Tom Hanks is is you know, not short of nominations no. or wins, but um, I think he was very good. He was very good. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I think it's going to go to um, Bradathy, but I think it should go to Tomley. Yeah. I wouldn't mind hearing Brad's speech. He seems to be yeah. on form yeah. of late. He's, he's so, you know, could be worse. DGAF. Yeah. Um, do you have any snubs? I have a snub. A snub. Um, my snub is Sam Rockwell. Oh, that's a great shout. For Richard Jewell. Richard Rule, yes, 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 yes. The reason being, apart from the fact that I thought he was um, quite charming and funny, Mm -hmm. um, was that he he helps tell a lot of the story. Yeah. His character and the way he interacts with Richard Jewell. Mm -hmm. it, It helps you... I don't know. He almost is like representative of the audience, mm. but also he's got like he's he's imperfect, mm. um, but he's smart, and you get behind him, and you're like, yeah. And he's and he's tough. Like he's brave. He stands yeah. up for the right things, and you know. But I don't know. Very dynamic. Mm. Um, very well acted. Very kind of 
likable. Yeah. And you end up, you know, you're really behind him and you... He seems like he's probably kind of not perfect. You know, you yeah, get the sense that he's a bit lazy, maybe, and he's probably not as nice as he should be. A bit too anti-authority, maybe. Yeah, he's yeah. To the point where it's like, settle down, mate. Yeah, like, not everyone's exactly. out to get you. Yeah. Um, but in this in this case, he's the perfect character because he's like, no, you can't stop being nice. Yeah. <laughs> These people are screwing you over. Like, yeah. be angry. Mm. Um yeah, and I think he, he did a really good job. And I thought he was... Um, I am a fan of Sam Rockwell's, but I think he plays the same character a lot. But this one was not... Okay. Like, he wasn't a complete dick. Yeah. He had... <laughs> which he normally is, to be fair. He's, he's very a, good at playing dicks. He's a complete cocky arsehole, yeah. normally. Yeah. But he wasn't in this. Yeah. Um, and I liked seeing him kind of dial it down a little bit. Mm. And uh, you bought him as a, as a smart accomplished kind of lawyer yeah but also you know with this edge mm. um so yeah i thought he was um i thought it was very good nice um i would remove al pacino yep. from the irishman um because i don't really rate al pacino <laughs> i know that like i mean you described him is... in our flicks as quote a clown <laughs> He's just so over the top. <laughs> and maybe that's the character, but is it always the character, Al? <laughs> always? Can it always be the character? <laughs> um, yeah, so he's just, he's a little... He's a little He's much. very bombastic. Yeah. In like a, a too much kind of way. Yeah. And, and some often I feel in the wrong places. Mm. So yeah, I don't rate him. Yeah. And, and certainly not in the Irishman. On yeah. this occasion. I agree with you on both of those. Um, I would put Sam Rockwell in. I think he's a snub, and I would get rid of Pacino. There's a one that I'm close to, but I don't think is quite a snub. In that, I think Brad Pitt, kind of maybe in that similar way to Sam Rockwell, of like it's a very Brad Pitt part. Yes. And whilst he is very charismatic in it, yeah, is it just because Brad Pitt is charismatic? Yeah. As as he cool. said in his SAG Award speech. Like, oh, I'm playing an ageing actor who takes his shirt off a lot and doesn't get on with his ex-wife. Yeah. Like, it's not a stretch yeah. for him to play. Yeah. Um, but somebody that I think, and you're going to roll your eyes... Here we go, I'm somebody ready. somebody that I think uh, played his part very well... Uh-oh. Mr Chris Evans from Knives Out. Oh, you bloody love Chris. I do love Chris Evans. Uh, and again, it might be just his natural charisma, but... I think he was really, really good. I think he took you on that, that kind of journey. It's a very kind of duplicitous character. Um, and so, uh, yeah, and I thought he, he kind of took you through it. You kind of were on his side when he wanted you to be on his side. And then when it came out that you weren't supposed to be on his side. then Were you ever on his side? Yeah. Just because you fancy him, I don't think I was ever when on his he, side. But I thought he was very, uh, oh, I thought he was very good. But I do love Chris Evans, so I'm not, I'm not going to put it as an official one. Okay. But it's, um, yeah, I was considering it, baby. I can tell. Um, best uh, supporting actress then. So Ms. Laura Dern will win, I believe, as she, she has continued to do throughout this season. I would love to see Margot Robbie win. Me too, on both accounts. Um, yeah, I thought Margot <laughs> Robbie was really good. Yeah, she, for me, um, you know, you have Charlize Theron and you have Nicole Kidman and they're doing their jobs well. Mm. But she's 
the heart. Mm. She's the one that gets you. Yeah. She's the one that makes you feel this is such an injustice. Mm. And when she has that scene outside of the restaurant and she's on the phone, like, I felt my heart breaking. Yeah. And I thought she did such a good job of mm. showing the, the, the awful position that victims had been put in you know, in this scenario of, like, feeling conflicted, yeah. feeling lonely, mm. feeling lost. Like, she turns to her friends and she's like, nobody knows about this. Mm. And, yeah, she just kind of broke my heart. And I thought she, you know, played the very kind of wide-eyed, innocent girl very well. And then seeing her kind of fall apart when she kind of comes in so bullish and so mm. strong and I'm young and I'm resilient and mm. I can deal with it. And then it kind of breaks her. Yeah. I just thought she was wonderful. I thought she did such a good job of telling the real crux of this story. Yeah. Which is the awful things that this hideous man did. Mm. And the impact that he's left behind. Yeah. Um, I think she benefited a lot from not playing a real person. Yes. Because they can do a lot more stuff with her character than they could do with... They could, yeah. Charlize or Nicole. Um, Make it work to their... Yeah. You know, whim to help yeah. further the story. Um, but yeah, I agree with everything you said. I think she did uh, amazingly. Yeah. Do you have any snubs? I have one snub. I'm going to go with Jennifer Lopez. J-Lo. Um, because I think... I think you could argue that she was playing herself. Mm-hmm. She's playing, you know, um, an older woman who's... V- very attractive. She mm-hmm. doesn't have to make that up. Yeah. She just does that. Strangely attractive, really. <laughs> Bizarrely. Yeah. You know, otherworldly. But anyway. Um, Wouldn't be surprised if there's a painting of her yes, up in her attic exactly. that's looking pretty rough by <laughs> yes. now. Um, but she's such a, like, matriarch in this film. Mm. And I've got a soft spot for a matriarch. And, um, yeah, and I feel like she, you know, the film is not perfect, there is, uh, for me, problems with the structure. Um, but she's so compelling. Mm. She's like, you know, a light in the middle of the film that you kind of just want to keep coming back to. Yeah. When when she's not there, you're waiting for her to be back. Yeah. Um, she's such a strong character in this. And I've seen J-Lo in some terrible films. <laughs> so, you know, she's not universally good. Yeah, she's not well But Streep. in this film, I think she's, she's believable. Yeah. She's, you know, charismatic. Mm. Um, uh, she carries a lot of the story. Mm. Uh, she's strong and confident, and it's great to see a woman doing that and yeah. without being, you know, perfect. Yeah. She, you know, she's she's terribly imperfect. There's mm. a lot of problems with her character, um, but she, you know, she she's the driving force behind the story, really. Yeah. And. Um, she I kind think of she, owns her flaws. Yes, well, exactly, yeah. And I think she's, she is. you know, terribly charismatic. Mm. Um, you know, in that kind of, yeah, like I say, just really notably kind yeah. of, wow, I want to see more of her. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think she kind of embodies this character mm. and goes with it. Yeah. And she did a really good job. So I would get rid of um, Florence Pugh. Oh. Not because I thought she was bad. Um, I thought this car- category was pretty pretty yeah. good overall. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is the toughest one for me to get rid of somebody. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think she was as good as the others, I think, yeah. basically. Yeah. It wasn't... I haven't got anything terrible to say about her performance. Mm. It was just that I think the others were stronger. Yeah. And I think Jennifer Lopez was stronger, so I would yeah. bump her out. 
I agree with that. That was one of the ones, but I've also got... One of the ones, what, you had Jennifer Lopez? Uh, yeah. Okay. Jennifer Lopez is a snub, and I'd get rid of Florence Pugh, but I would also put in Lorraine Toussaint. And who is that? Lorraine Toussaint uh, plays the matriarch Bo in the film Fast Colour. Um, oh, yeah. You like And that, I thought you? she was, speaking of matriarchs, yes. I thought she was incredible in that... <sighs> Just the mother of a child who had kind of messed her around for whatever reason and kind of disappeared for a while Mm. and that she was left to kind of pick up the pieces. And I just think she did... She was such a a strong, resilient presence in the middle of it Um, and then has a, a, a great moment towards the end. But I just thought she was in that way where someone doesn't look like they're acting. Yeah. Just really embodying... The, the part and I think in that story where I mean the middle the second act of it which is a little maybe a little bit slow but it's just her Gugu Mbatha-Raw and whoever the girl is pretty much entirety the door like the, the, the young the three girl. generations yeah. of it yeah um, it's just the three of them uh, and there's such a kind of sparring going on and yeah such a warmth but such a strength as well yeah in that in that kind of great motherly way. Yeah. Um, I thought she was really good. Yeah. Um, and to make room for her, I'd get rid of Laura Dern. Gosh. The hotly tipped Odds winner. favourite. Yeah. I just think she was good, but I don't know why everyone's shitting themselves. Everyone's losing their mind yeah. over her. She, I think she... This character is very similar, I think, mm-hmm. to the character she plays in... Um, Big Little Lies. Oh, really? The TV, yeah. Um, in that, she's just kind of very confident, very mm. successful and kind of a bitch, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think she's good at it. Yeah. Like, she does it well. But I don't... Yeah, I didn't... I didn't not... feel like there was a, there was any side to her. No. Exactly, yeah. It's a pretty It's a very flat, one-dimensional yeah. character. yeah. Which means, you know, it's not that she's doing it badly, but... She's if, doing it very well. If the script only gives you one dimension... Yeah. ...then you can only play one dimension. Yeah. But you'd you'd hope that there would be some, you know... Yeah. ...colours to it, but I feel yeah. like there wasn't. She was kind of in the same gear all the way through, I felt. Yeah, I mean, she has her, obviously, kind of empathetic, mm. you know, moment with Scarlett Johansson's character. But I also felt, at least I... My interpretation mm. of that was... That she was kind of manipulating it was bullshit, her. Bullshit, yeah. Yeah, she was like, "I'm a lawyer, and I'm gonna, yeah, you cry, say and then you I can give me your money, and yeah. we're gonna screw over your husband." Yeah. And so, yeah, I agree with you. It wasn't very multi-dimensional, and no. so definitely not Oscar-winning. Maybe Oscar nomination-worthy, but probably I think it's a strong not. Year. Yeah. So yeah. you get bumped. Best actress. Let's go for. Actress. actress. I believe Renee Zellweger will win for her portrayal of Judy Garland. (laughs) Um, I would not like that to be the case. Radio delivery. I love it. (laughs) Um, I would like, of the nominees, I would like Saoirse Ronan to win. Ooh. Um, Why Saoirse? Because I... Liked her. Yes. Well, I mean, she's. I think she's very good. Yeah. Generally speaking, um, but I think she holds this film a lot, and she brings a lot of um, 
a lot of emotion and a lot of characterization to the film mm-hmm. and meaning to it. Like yeah. it becomes, you know, I think some people have noted that it's more of a feminist interpretation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's largely comes from Saoirse Ronan and mm-hmm. her character. Um, I don't love where we end up in the film, but with her character, but um, I think she does a really good job. She yeah. holds you very well. She's, She's very, very compelling. Yeah. She's only like 26 or something. I know, it's crazy. Disgusting. Like, it just feels like she was born to be an actress. She's very good at it. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I think, again, you know, wanting to show a little love to Little One as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think your hunch with Renee Zellweger is on the money. Um, I prefer Cynthia Erivo. I know, you know what? As I was... Saying, Sasha, I was like, why didn't I vote for Cynthia? It's racist, I guess. Um, I think that no. Cynthia Erivo, uh, no. I mean, she kind of is the film. Yes. It's not that great of a film. It's not that great of a film, but, but it's a great film. She is very good. In yes. that long history of, I don't know, like Jeff Bridges and Crazy Heart or whatever, just mm. these films that are just that performance yeah that's yeah. what it, it's a showcase yeah. yeah and they do it really well but there's just not a lot kind of surrounding them yeah. i think she's so strong and driven and powerful yeah and in such a challenging circumstance yeah crazy um, that she's almost out of her mind yeah and she, you kind oh, of like a superhero yeah you get the sense that because she's you know she's not a trained i don't know military person or whatever you get this you get the strong sense that she is able to succeed and do the incredible things that she does out of sheer force of will yeah of like i will not be stopped yeah um and she's not and she's incredible she's so kind of captivating all the way through yeah yeah i'm starting to regret my um... you fool yeah i thought she was very good i think i think perhaps what stopped me from choosing her is that her character doesn't actually develop very well. No. Or at all. Yeah. Um, she, you know, she, yeah, like you say, is I think she's like a superhero. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, consequently read about her. And she's just astoundingly, <laughs> like, amazing. Yeah. Where you're like, what, how did, mm. what was going on with this woman? How yeah. was she able to do this? It's, it's incredible. Um... Yeah, and so it's a little like, I don't know. No, it's not really fair to criticise her because that's the true Mm. life character that she's playing. And you wonder whether if she had been a less, I don't know, well-known, if if the the actual human being of Harriet Tubman meant less to people, they might have felt a bit more able to kind of find a bit more colour in there, find a yeah, bit more kind of nuance to it. Yeah, more of like critique. But I think she she has kind of risen to achieve this kind of mythical status. Yeah. But you know what? Like I say, when you it's read about her, true. it's true. Yeah. yeah, it's bizarre. You you expect to read and be like, oh, well, she didn't actually do yeah. this or she had like 12 people helping yeah. her or whatever, but she didn't. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I would be very happy to see her win. Mm. She, I've really enjoyed things that I've seen mm. her in thus far. Yeah. And this feels like a big mm. jump into I'm a superstar. You should yeah. pay attention. Yeah. So good for her. So we are, Cynthia. We are. We've got our eyes on you in a have, positive way. No, no. Have you got a snub? And also, side note, great singing. 
wonderful singing as well. Just beautiful, yeah. yeah. Like, I kind of thought, is that her? And mm. it was. And yeah. I was like, wow. Well, she's got a killer voice. Got some pipes. Yeah. Um, I've got an honourable mention and a... Oh, honourable mention. Snow. That sounds like a cop-out. I mean, kind of. I just think she was really good, um, but I don't think she was necessarily better than... Um, the other people who were nominated uh, it would be Florence Pugh for Fighting With My Family. I thought oh, she was yeah. really good. I thought she held the film together. I thought she had a lot to do. Yeah. Kind of physically and... Emotionally. Emotionally. Yeah. Um, I thought she was really good. Interesting. Again, kind of held the held the film together. Yeah. Um, it was very good. However, um, the actual snub um, that I would put in would be Again, a great performance from a film that we didn't really like that much. Lupita Nyong'o from oh, Us. Yeah. I thought yeah, she was incredible. That's a good chance. Um, so kind of committed, playing yes. the dual role very distinctly. Yeah. Um, just kind of drawing you in and making you believe the fucking mental stuff that she was having to yeah. play. The, the truth of the character being yeah. absolutely batshit crazy, but... She gave it absolute socks, gave it 100%, and yeah. bought it entirely. I thought she was incredible. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good shout. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, thinking back, she's kind of... She is the film. Although yeah. I really liked her husband character as well. Yeah. But for different reasons. Mm. I don't think he was working as hard as her <laughs> yeah. in from an acting perspective. Yeah. But yes... Um, yeah, that's a good shout. The, the script asked a lot of her, and yeah. she answered with so authority. So who would you get rid of? Uh, I'd get rid of Charlize Theron. Yeah, Kind of in fair. a similar reason as the kind of, um, almost the Harriet Tubman-y kind of thing. It's like she's just this, the same character all the way through. She's got different challenges and stuff, but she's yeah. not the, the most kind of multifaceted character. Yeah. I also found with her performance, I was a little, like, distracted by the ad accent. Yeah, she's kind of putting on this really deep voice. And... Yeah, and I don't know if it's, like, just that this this real-life person has an unusual voice mm. and that she was doing a really good job of mimicking yeah. her, or it maybe because I know what she sounds like normally, yeah. and so hearing her like that was weird. Mm. I don't know what it was, but I found it a little distracting. Yeah, you wonder how much worse people would have thought her performance was yeah. had she not done the voice. Yeah. Probably not that much. No. Yeah, I th I found it a little bit distracting as well, yeah. Because it was so deep. Yeah, it felt like... Here's the thing, we're doing the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you Very in witness strange. protection or something? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah. Mask your voice. Um, you my snub, which I think... I, I'm jealous of your Lupita Nyong'o oh, 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 snub think that's a great shout um, but mine is uh Aquafina Aquafina who um I think has had some nods in some other ceremonies but uh yeah I thought she was really good because she you know obviously her nan is the heart of the film no 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 that's it is uh, is the heart of the film um but she carries carries it through and she's such a kind of I don't know compelling character she does it really well she just seems a little like she hasn't found her way she mm. feels a little lost a little unsure a little unhappy mm. um and just her kind of the warmth of the relationship between her and her nan is just yeah. so lovely mm. and 
you see her kind of grow and she starts to accept things. You know, at first she's so, like, American and you yeah. guys have to be... You have to tell her and, you know, she is the voice of the audience in that sense. Yeah. Like, our natural reaction is, like, of course you have to tell her. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, and I think she... Her reactions carry you through the film. She has such warmth of spirit, but she's also very funny mm. in parts and, you know... Um, yeah, you see her kind of warm up to the situation, to her nan and to herself. Mm. And I think she does it really well. She kind of takes you on yeah. that journey. Um, yeah. So I would have liked to see her there. And I would have loved, loved to see Ms. Zellweger oh! not there. Yeah, I just... Controversial. Not on board with that performance at all. I have no clue what Judy Garland was like, but if this film is to be believed, I hate her. (laughs) (laughs) Just goodness gracious. She, over the top, constantly, like... I felt like, um, you know, she wouldn't have been a miss on, like, a Saturday Night Live... Like, you be Judy Garland. Go ahead. Go over the top. What would she be like? What would she be like? Go. Oh, sweetheart. Sweetheart. Exactly. Yeah. I thought it was way too much. Yeah. She seemed mental. And, you know, maybe she was. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure she was a theatre darling. But I just thought she was so over the top. And this was such a miserable film. (laughs) And I just didn't enjoy it at all. And I'm just, I am shocked that she's getting such. Yeah accolades for her, for this performance Resounding. I think it just seems like I think it's because people just love Judy Garland mm. but for me this performance was not good yeah definitely not Oscar nominating nomination worthy, worthy. and definitely not Oscar winning no. plus I really don't want to hear her do another speech because <laughs> goodness gracious is there anything more awkward I than might that might be reaching for the mute button yeah okay well, penultimate Let's do it. Best actor. actor. Who do you think's going to win? I think Joaquin Phoenix oh, is going to win. Controversial. You know, just mark my words. <laughs> um, but I would love to see Adam Driver win. Really? Yes. I thought he... Marriage Story is not going to get a lot of love. No. C- rightly so. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't stand out compared to a lot of the other films. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, his performance did stand out. I thought he was really good mm. at at bringing to life this really difficult awful situation to mm. be in um and he's not perfect he gets angry he messes up he does stupid things cheats on that with that woman yep he's a cheat um but you get a real sense of his kind of anguish you get a real sense of his you know, confliction with mm-hmm. what he wants to do and what he can do. And um, he has that hilarious scene, which is not funny, really, but where he cuts his hand <laughs> and he's trying to be like, yeah, it's fine, it's no, fine. It's fine and it's just something about that really tickled me. <laughs> and I thought it was great acting. Um, yeah, so I would love to see him when just to kind of, you know, put things on their head a little bit. Yeah. He definitely won't, but I would be pleased to see him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought he was very good. I thought he was very good, but I I would prefer Joaquin Phoenix to win. I thought it was yeah. uh, an astonishing performance. So um, you'll be happy. Yeah. I mean, it, it was not quite as much as a Harriet kind of thing, but I think it was a it was a 
performance film. Yeah. Like, I didn't really enjoy that much else about it. Yeah. But the performance was chef's kiss. It's true, I can't disagree. Any snubs? I have two snubs. Hmm. Uh, first snub is uh, Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton. I thought um, Rocket Man is sadly missing Criminally. in the um, Oscars. Uh, but I thought he did he did such a good job. Again, mm. he's the centre of that film. Yeah. Like, he is that film. Um, and I, yeah, I thought he did a really good job of of being, of going through all these different phases of the character. Yeah. I mean, we go through so much of his life. Mm. We're whipping through at such a fast pace. Yeah. And he's having to be, like, young and idealistic and then, you know, young and egotistical and then slightly older and, you know, a little mm. bit disillusioned and then, like, you know, an addict mm. and then a recovered addict and then, you know, discovering himself as a gay man. And there's so much for him yeah. to do in this film. Like, he is working really hard mm. um and i thought he did a really good job of it yeah i thought he was very believable very kind of comfortable and confident mm. um yeah i thought he was great so I was sad to see him not or to not see him should i say um i also would put um eddie murphy in here um eddie, eddie murphy. murphy 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 christian guru murphy murphy eddie murphy i feel was missing um, you know, he's, he's Eddie Murphy, so he's hilarious, but this, in this film, like, you see him going through that kind of classic struggle, mm. and, and just keeps on going, keeps mm. on going, and he's such a kind of warm, optimistic character, yeah. um, and, you know, you, I love towards the end of the film, you get some of the characters kind of come to him and be like, you know, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for believing mm -hmm. in me. Thank you for driving this. And and you do feel like, yeah, he's one of those people that, or at least he portrays the character really well of somebody who's just going to get something out of life no matter what. Yeah. Like, he's just going to keep going. Just and believes in people. Yeah, really nice. I loved it. And I thought he was, he was, um, yeah, the heart of the film. Mm. And, you know, really funny. But mixing that with kind of, you know, you sense his his dilemma. Mm. You know, he's you sense he's conflicted. You sense he's finding it hard. Mm. You know, you sense that he's struggling. Yeah. But that he has this wonderful kind of will. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'd love to see Taron Egerton and Eddie Murphy. And I would get rid of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonathan Price. Yeah. Um... Leonardo DiCaprio because I don't I just don't think it was notable mm. I thought it was good not great yeah and Jonathan Price, I think again I'm not necessarily criticising his performance but yeah. I think he was you know relatively not as good mm. as these others nice um, I would put Eddie Murphy in there as well I'm, can I can I shock you yeah so I've got three snubs oh and an honourable mention in actors. In actors. Let's hear about them. So my honourable mention yes. is a bit out of left field, but I do believe in it very honestly and earnestly. It's Zachary Levy from Shazam. Wow. I thought he was so good in that film. Really? Again, it's it's a crazy big, you know, superhero film and lots of effects and lots of but the the best parts of that film are the parts where it's it's big with the superhero. 
it's like this 13-year-old kid who suddenly who has felt so powerless because he's you know in the foster system and all of this kind of stuff he's felt abandoned by his mum um becomes an adult and gets to be gets to have superpowers and just loves it so much there's such joy yeah in in and those those are the bits that i remember like the bits where he's flying around and stuff is fine and whatever but those bits just really there's just such happiness coming from it yeah. and it made me feel so happy watching them i think it i don't think it's i think it's not a particularly easy thing to do. No. In that same way as Tom Hanks is really good and big. Yeah. Because he seems like a kid. Yeah. Just as an adult. I don't think that's an easy thing, and I think Zachary Levy did it very well. Not quite good enough to get a nom. Okay. But honourable mention. Okay. Uh, Eddie Murphy was snubbed. Yes. He should have been in there, like you say, having that warmth. I The, the comparison that I made yeah. in my written review that I'm quite pleased with, because I think it sums it up quite nicely, mm. is it's like the disaster artist... But instead of Tommy Wiseau, who's this weird, awful, selfish asshole, it's this lovely, warm, like, will-not-be-beaten yeah. character. And that's such a lovely quality for a yeah. character to have. Yeah. Of just unshakable self-belief. And optimism. And optimism, yeah. yeah. Of like, no, we can do this. Yeah. We can do this. Yeah. Like, suffering any number of setbacks. Yeah. And you get the sense right at the start, you, d- you don't... You haven't seen all the setbacks that he's faced, but you feel them. Yeah. In who he is and the way that he carries himself. That yeah. he has spent years just smashing his head against this brick wall. Yeah. And because he's he believes that one day that brick's gonna smash through and he's gonna get there. And yeah. he does, and it's so wonderful to see. Yeah. So he should be there. Um uh Matthew Reese from A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, I thought was really oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Um in that it's it's a kind of very uh mr rogersy kind of thing very sweet story yeah. of guy who starts out cynical and mm. you know learns to learns open to up. love again and open up by yeah. the end so it's quite a simple kind of story but i think he does it really well yeah in that he he never he's he doesn't become mr rogers by the end no but he it all feels very natural and very real his pain and his anger towards his dad at the beginning feels very real um to the point that you're really kind of on his side yeah with the dad even though you think well no he's you know he's made a mistake a long time ago you shouldn't necessarily punish him for it but he's so earnest in his yeah anger against him that you just i was completely and it's the first thing i've seen him in really yeah he's um he's famous for the americans the tv show yeah um, which is, gets rave reviews, but this is the first thing I've seen him in, and I thought he was yeah. really, really good. And also, Paul Walter Walter Hauser. Who's that? He is Richard Jewell from Richard Jewell. Oh. I thought he was great. Yeah. Again, such a... I think I said it when we were watching it. Just felt like a real guy. Yeah, very, very kind of You knew well exactly who he was. Yeah. The good sides of him, the bad sides of him, you knew exactly who he was and he just embodied that all the way through. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I thought he was really, really good. Yeah. Really, really... Um, yeah, really heartfelt and earnest and kind of angry and a bit pathetic at points and yeah. not doing things the right way, but you kind of sense this kind of... Yeah, I don't who know he warmth was. about him, and yeah, you just knew who he was. He just yeah. felt so much. Again, it felt like he wasn't acting. Yeah, and I don't know, maybe he's just that person. I don't know, but yeah, uh, yeah I thought he was really good. And I would get rid of DiCaprio. 
I would get rid of Jonathan Price and I would get rid of Antonio Banderas. Um, wow. I thought Banderas did a, that. He was he was the last one to go. I thought he did a really good job in Pain and Glory, but um, just not good enough. I disagree. I thought he was very good. Uh, Jonathan Price again is just just not as good, yeah. even though he was very good. Uh, and DiCaprio, yeah, I feel like we've kind of seen him do that before. Yeah, no, it wasn't working that hard. No. I mean, he was easy to watch. Yeah, he had a good performance, yeah. but it wasn't a great yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, and then the big one, best picture. Oh gosh, we made it. Um, <laughs> best film or picture or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I believe 1917 will win. Me too. I believe 1917 should win. I do not. <laughs> what do you think should I win? I think Jojo Rabbit should win. Uh, I was torn. I was torn. I'll tell you what, I was torn. I was torn into... Why, why do you think it should win? Uh, I think Jojo Rabbit should win because for for the similar reasons with the we were talking about with the screenplay of it's just it it balances tone so well yeah that it's kind of it's a little bit here it's a little bit there it's a little bit there and then part way through it has a massive shift mm. and it really like it felt like it was made it was one of the biggest kind of gut punches Jokes. I think I've ever felt yeah. in a film it's just yeah. so powerful. And so well set up. Yeah. Just really, really good. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought it was... I don't think that's an easy thing to do, and I think it was done really well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Jojo Rabbit gets Jojo Rabbit. Vote. I think, yeah, Taika Waititi is a, an artist that, yeah. I, that I would like uh, to see rewarded. I think he's yeah. got a very strong vision, um, yeah. and it's a vision that meshes well with what I like to see in films. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was one of the best films of the last year and um, I'd be very happy yeah. to see it win the Oscar. I I agree, I would also be happy to see it. Um, I wouldn't be bummed to see 1917. Yeah. 1917 I picked because, um, you know, I think we talked about it in cinematography. That's clearly a standout to mm. me, um, is where it's at its best. But I think when you kind of bring it all together... Um, I think I think it was so impressive mm. um, for lots of different reasons. And it was, for me, I think that what edged it over Jojo Rabbit was that it was such an experience to yeah. see it at the cinema that it just felt like a little more theatrical, mm. you know? And so for me, when I look back, like, I enjoyed... I enjoyed most of the Best Film nominees. Yeah. But um, this was the one that kind of blew me away within the cinema, where yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, on a number of occasions. And I think, like we said, that's largely the cinematography, but there was a lot of good things going on mm. here. And it's also kind of very original. I've never seen anything like it. No. I think it will be, you know, a film that stands the test of time in yeah. terms of this was a notable moment in cinema mm. where this film did this thing differently. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, for those reasons, I think it's it's a little more theatrical, a little more iconic, and mm. a little more more of a feat. Yeah, but I agree with you. You know, Jojo Rabbit was right there because mm. it was a great film. Yeah, and like you say, I think those kind of films do deserve their moment in the sun mm. and their recognition because they are. They're doing something different. Mm. You know, you could argue that 1917, much as it was original, 
in its way, you know, there's been a million war films yeah. about the Second and First World Wars that, yeah. you know, is this really new in that mm. sense? Whereas, you know, Jojo Rabbit, also about the war, yeah. but so different. Like, yeah. you definitely haven't seen a film like that mm. before. And, um, you know, I love a bit of humour, so it's always oh, nice yeah. to see that. Um, do you have any snubs? I do, and it's a very simple one, and I've already explained a lot about it, so yeah. I'm not going to do anything more. But I think Avengers. Endgame should have been uh, nominated. Um, I think, yeah, in that kind of Lord of the Ringsy kind of way, just even as a token, even if you've got no intention of giving it the Oscar, yeah, just to nominate it to as a kind of pat on the back for Marvel, I think, yeah. to to have made so many films fit together so well and I love them all or, or the, the vast majority of them I know not everybody loves them but I think the average standard amongst these films even critically mm. is an astonishing achievement yeah um, and for this to be the, the it felt very final and obviously it's not the final they're going to keep yeah. on going but for this kind of for art. this part of it it felt very final and it's the kind of thing that I feel like isn't going to happen again. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're going to build up to another big thing, but I, I don't think that they will have the patience to do it for as long. Mm. I think they'll kind of want to get to the next end game quicker. Yeah. So I think that, that what they did with this won't be replicated. Um, and so it feels like, yeah, very much the end of something. And, and you know, I think it should have been rewarded with a, you know, a pat on the back. As much as it's, they're very much not Oscar-y films. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like Lord of the Rings isn't really an Oscar-y film, but that no. fucking cleaned up in 2003 or whenever it was. Yeah. Um, so what would you get rid of? Irishman. Oh, of course. Move Silly on. Silly question. <laughs> um, okay, I have three snubs. Oh! Because, you know. Wow. It's the last category. rid of? So I believe Gosh. Knives Out was snubbed that's a good shout would have definitely loved to see that in this category i yeah. think it was a great film you know similar to jojo rabbit it did something different it's mm -hmm. not your average oscar fair i thought it was great um rocket man yeah again a really for me that film i think i'm like the only person that thinks <laughs> it's the best thing ever but it just i thought it was so creative yeah and imaginative and you know, took the kind of traditional memoir, you know, or biopic or Music whatever. Biopic. of uh, Yeah, and just changed it. It was like, oh, we're going to make this, like, specific mm. to Elton John. And you couldn't have had the same presentation for any other, no. you know, within reason. Like, of course, there's lots of other superstars who were, like, flamboyant and, you know, who had drug problems and mm. things like that, but... I don't know, I just felt like this was so uniquely this story. Yeah. And I thought, obviously, we talked about Taron Edgerton, so disappointed, but as a film, yeah. I thought, I think it's 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 um, such a shame not to see it. Nominated. And I think maybe benefiting a little bit from context in terms of coming hot on the heels of Bohemian Rhapsody, yes. which felt like such a paint-by-numbers kind of biopic. Exactly, Oh, this yes. happened, then this happened, then this happened. And then they came along and said, no, yeah. no, no, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You can make it very... You can take some risks and do something different. Yeah, and Make exactly. it very keyed into yeah. the particular person that you're singing. Yeah, you don't have to keep it really real. No. 
um, really true to life. You have to get you the essence anything, of yeah. this character, of this person, mm. of their life. And I think it did such a good job of that. Um, yeah. So I yeah was sad not to see that. And I would put um, The Farewell in there as well. Nice. I think I think it was just such a good film. And I love these kind of films, these kind of not heavy Oscar. Mm. You know, for me, it doesn't have to be awful for no. it to be good. And, you know, The Farewell deals with heavy things, mm. but it just doesn't come down on the kind of the world's awful kind of end of the scale, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I appreciate that and I enjoy those kind of films. So... Um, for a little bit of originality, I I would I would definitely bring those three in. Nice. Um, and I would get rid of no surprises. The Irishman. Um, I would take Marriage Story out. Because much as I did like that film, I thought you were going to go with Ford versus Ferrari. Um, no. Interesting. I would take Marriage Story out because I don't think it was a great. Film. I don't think it competes with these other films on its own. I think it has great performances. I think it has a good script, but I don't think it raises, you know, to the level of some of these other films. Okay. Um, and since I had three, I would take Once Upon a Time in Hollywood out. Also. Yeah. Um, I think you know we've talked about it. I thought it was um, an exercise in egotism. Yes. And I wish I was an adult in the late 60s early 70s yes. in Hollywood exactly yeah this is what it would have been like yes I think Quentin you're great just reel it in reel it in just reel it in baby reel it in baby um wow so yeah so those are our picks yeah um and why are we doing all this why are we doing all this well traditionally um whoever wins whoever gets the most Guess is right, gets to pick what we do our next flicks on. And it won't necessarily be our next flicks because we've got a couple of couple in the barrel from all of the all of the Oscar films that we've watched. Um but upcoming um if I win. Oh, okay. Uh we will be watching and reviewing Tron Legacy. So We've already watched it. What do we need to watch it again? Because we didn't do a flicks on it. Oh, and God. we watched Tron. I really hope I win. We watched Tron recently, the original one, and it yes. really gave me a hankering baby. Really made me just want to, you know, I had a little, I had the fries. Yeah. Now I want the burger. I want that big Tronny burger. Oh goodness! I hope not. I think my pick will be uh, Just Mercy. Oh, Just because Mercy! I have just finished the book, and I was very. Uh, captivated by it and I'd love to see it obviously Mm -hmm. and then think about you know the adaptation portion of it how does it talk about this this man who you know because anyway it doesn't matter but I (laughs) I have read it and really enjoyed it and I've been very intrigued about how it's adapted and um would love to talk about it nice. afterwards. I can see it. You've already you've already got some things to talk about, haven't you? I've got everything to talk about. You'll never shut me up. <laughs> That's my present to me. So it's high stakes. Yeah, because I really don't want to see Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, Oscar's coming up on Sunday. Um, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Shake my hand. 
you go. To the victor, the spoils. Uh, thank you very much, uh, dear listener, for listening to all of this. I don't even know how long that was, but I feel like it was a long old time, baby. Um, those are our predictions. Those are our snubs. Do you have any snubs? Let us know. Um, uh, Facebook or Instagram at Welcome to Flicks. Um, or send me an email if you want. Uh, DanielSwan41 at gmail.com. Um, but thank you very much for going through all of this uh, with me, uh, Tiffany B. You're welcome. What did we learn? Gosh, what didn't we learn? <laughs> we learned a lot. We have learned so much. Um, we have learned that the Oscar... What do you call them? Group? Party? The people? Academy. Academy. Um, I think are very close-minded. Yeah? Yeah, not only in the racial and... Gender. S- yeah, exactly. Not only in those kind of categories. But I think that they miss a trick because they just to your point, make the same films, recycle them over yeah. and over again. I think, like, think a little more. Yeah. There are other films out there that do these things, these categories that you've mm. set up, better. Yeah. And you don't have to say, oh, I love The Irishman, so I'm going to vote it in for every category. Mm. Or even 1917, which I think is a great film. Yeah. Like, we don't have to see it in every category. Like, no. open your mind a little bit. Yeah. Really think about what is this category, what does it represent, and what films excelled in this. Yeah. I feel like they don't do a good job of no. that. It's it's okay to just nominate a film for uh, best makeup and hair or best costume design. Or even just for best film. Yeah. Because it doesn't excel in any yeah. other area. But all together, it's it great. It comes together, yeah. I just think I'd love to see that next year. Mm. I'd love to see the number of films nominated increase yeah. exponentially. For no film to get, like, oh, 15 nominations. Exactly, yeah. it's, like, it's not that good. No. It's not that much better than anything else. Yeah. Um, and, and we also learned, fuck off the Irishman, visual effects. <laughs> visual effects when it just looks like they've put on a lot of concealer. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Cheers.